1: I was the film this morning? Was that yesterday morning? It was yesterday morning, wasn't it? Oh,
2: farewell, my lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love that movie. It's one of my favourite ever's.
1: Is he? Is he Philip Marlowe in it? Yeah, he is. I say, I you. you. Uh, uh,
2: the funny thing is, is the follow-up because uh, he was redoing a lot of the the Bogart ones. The follow-up, which was the Big Sleep, was directed
3: by Michael Winner. <laughs> Michael Willard directed the big Sleep, and just like um more tits in it That's more tits what, the, what the was uh, I think in. what we needed to say was lot McCall getting raped, dear boy, if they'd had that, it would have been a much bigger success and that, and just like he did uh um uh, Death Wish three where he was like, there's no there's no point going to New York, dear Let's just film it here.
2: And uh, that's what he did with The Big Sleep. Uh, he filmed it in England.
1: You're joking.
2: No, I'm not. <laughs> and it has Jimmy Stewart in one of his last roles in it as well. It's fucking awful, though.
1: Oh, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. No, I don't see why you'd, uh, you'd remake The Big Sleep anyway. It's pretty much classic as
3: it is. Yes, I mean, why you would do it if you weren't, uh, you know, Michael like winner?
1: Well, the success had gone to his end, hadn't it?
2: It had at that point. He thought, well, you know, if I can work with the likes of Bronson and bring in uh, the Death Wish franchise, I could do the same with Mitchum. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't think
3: it worked. Oh, I think he did.
2: Uh, although Farewell, My Lovely, which is uh, Mitchum's other stab at, at the Marlowe character, is... Is bloody good. Uh, features a young pre-Rocky Sylvester Stallone in a silent cameo. Does it? Uh, yeah. It features Joe Spinell, who would also show up in Rocky, of course. Oh,
1: sweaty, ugly man.
2: Sweaty Spinell. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, farewell, my lovely. Is uh, is the balls. As ah,
3: say. Let's do this. Three years ago. Uh,
2: It's actually four years now. A
3: crack duo, one martial arts expert and
2: surprisingly good mimic, the other a weapons specialist and professionally bearded, were sent to separate recording stations thousands of miles apart to do an 80s and 90s action commentary podcast for a crime they happily committed. Something James Spader told them about that involved an industrial drum of coconut butter hand lotion and a common household whisk. These men promptly created a passion-filled wave of action adoration that swept throughout the internet underground. Today, still wanted by Steven Seagal for making one too many jokes about his expanding gut and knitted hair, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you love action, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you should be listening to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid commentaries. This podcast, people, explodes.
1: Hello and welcome to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid Commentary Podcast. I am Dr. Action.
2: And I am the Kick-Ass Kid and today, Michael, I will be mostly glazed in hot butter. Yeah, they're nice.
3: They're nice. Uh, And how have you
1: been, Chief? I'm good, and how the devil are you? Uh,
2: I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I have been uh, movie watching t- to the power of ten. I have, uh, I have really been um, just consuming movies like a fat man likes pies. Yeah, and, and they I, do. And I've been eating pies, so <laughs> uh, that's that's what I've been up to, and uh, I've been enjoying it thoroughly. Uh, and also me and my lady Kim, obviously we've been out and about doing our stuff as well, so that's been fun. Very nice. What about and, you, Chief?
1: Uh, I've been watching films, I have been, uh, working like a sonbitch. Some sonbitch?
2: bitch. Some uh, uh, some I've, I've been digging the soil,
3: boy.
1: <laughs> I've been out on the railroad. <laughs> um... Uh just uh having a birthday, you've had your birthdays well. We Happy have birthday. had
2: we have had birthdays. This is our first post birthday show.
4: <laughs>
1: what, what's it like being thirty six for you? Uh it's almost
2: exactly the same as being thirty five, only I'm happier because I I'm not in the shit.
1: Ah that's
2: good. Yeah, because uh, this time last year it was rather plops. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right now, I said
1: to you this time last year, what's it like being 35, And you went,
2: fucking horrible. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, but now, no, I'm, I'm, I'm jolly happy. Uh, 36 seems to be treating me rather well. Uh, I got a bit of a new spiffing haircut the other day, so I'm, I'm i think I'm looking uh, young, virile, and uh, ready to kick ass.
1: Honestly. Yeah, yeah, dreadlocked.
2: I have, yeah, I've had it... All the kids have their hair dreadlocked. I've had it dreadlocked, put in a ponytail, a widow's peak weave put in at the front, (laughs) I've had the whole thing dyed black, and uh, everyone I meet, I call Johnny and slap around the face with my big hand.
1: Yeah, because once you do your hair jet black, you'd actually do look younger. Yeah, you do. (laughs) It's It's, it's it's a one of It's
2: factually accurate. And if you're able to colour in your goatee beard with Sharpie, uh, that also helps... It doesn't at all make it look
3: like it's out of a bottle.
1: (laughs) If you're listening, Mr Seagal, we don't... We think... Yeah, because Stephen Seagal's 42 this year, isn't he?
2: Well, yeah, because he's been doing everything for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. So he's been... Well, he's probably 50 at this point.
1: I've been 40 for 40 years. I've been 40 for 40 years.
2: Um, Yeah, uh, Mr Seagal, who uh, is is doing some weird-ass movies at the moment.
1: He is doing some weird movies and I wish he'd stop fucking posting on Facebook. I don't know who's hacked his account on Facebook. Yeah. Every day it's, would you attempt this? I
2: thought, I thought he'd show up and start uh, endorsing Trump and hanging out with Trump. Because yeah. it's the kind of, like, idiotic bananas thing that he would do.
1: That shit crazy thing that Donald yeah. Trump... I'm going to have Steven Seagal on the wall.
2: Yeah, I just I think it would be amazing if Seagal just followed Donald Trump around holding a machine gun, <laughs> like he just had a machine gun in his little do rag, his yellow glasses, and his dyed goatee, and his big scarf, and his uh, gut hugging uh, bulletproof vest, and he just and Trump would be like, "Sorry, could, could you get rid of this guy?" And he'd be like, "I'm not, I'm not leaving, Danny. I mean, Danny sounds like Johnny. So I'm gonna hang out with you." <laughs> just. <laughs> Every, like, press conference, Donald was, like, trying to cover him up, like, standing in front of him, but he just kept moving. No, Donnie, i got to be seen. I know all the bads of politics. <laughs> yeah. I, I have my own policies. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the children should be armed.
1: <laughs> oh, he did say that, didn't he? Didn't uh, he say... Uh, he's, he's, uh, well, he said all the teachers
2: should be at the yeah, uh, uh, Arizona school where he was, him and his posse were trying to train teachers how to how to do CIA evasive manoeuvres if a gunman was to come into your school. No, just bang guns and then you won't need it, will you? Yeah. Well, or or strap a Kalashnikov under the desk
1: and have at it. It's one of the two options.
2: I, I don't think any children would get caught in the crossfire.
3: That ain't never happened. Yeah. These bullets child repellent Jenny. <laughs>
2: Uh, so that would be amazing if, if if Trump... Like, if Trump just couldn't shake Seagal. Like, I would just... Because they look like the same person. You know what I mean? Like, if you took Seagal's uh, goatee off and changed his weave for a big uh, ginger wig, they would look the same kind of, like, <laughs> flabby, would, yeah. red-faced idiot. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, they are probably made in the same lab.
2: <laughs> the same flabby-faced American factory. Um, that uh, that pumped them out several years ago. I've been I've been running for politics now for forty years. <laughs> I know all about the policies, Johnny. Uh, I wish I could do a Donald Trump impression. I can't. Uh, to me, he
3: just <laughs> he just blah, blah blah blah.
2: That's just uh, but um.
1: Yeah, he's got nothing good to say.
2: He has nothing good to say. No, he just sounds like someone regurgitating egg salad uh, (laughs) constantly. Um, But he is going to be our next president. So uh, all hail Trump. um, (laughs) And let's let's go forward into a new brave future.
1: Uh (laughs) He's going to have to be brave.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's going to be so funny. Like, people people trying to sit down, like, from the Middle East to have diplomatic meetings with him, and he's like, I don't like what you said! And he just walks out.
1: <laughs> he's, They're all like, well, I don't
2: know what's going on. How he the was... fuck
1: could he live in the White House? Would he try to sort of build on top and make it... He will, he make
2: it a big golden dong, like all his other buildings.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm having some work done. All of my buildings look like a giant cock, so this <laughs> one will as well. I'm gonna change it to the Trump House.
2: Uh, he'll have his face engraved into the <laughs> the, the uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I oh, know God. all about the founding fathers. Well, I will when I've read a book. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that'd be fantastic. That's what's go- Basically, America at the moment is like living in in some sort of mad, surreal, Disney-fueled nightmare. It, it, it's just a bit like. It's a bit like everything that Terry Gilliam fears under his bed is running rampant throughout
3: the
1: whole streets. Of it's like a joke that's gone too far, and somebody's afraid <laughs> now to sort of go. Yeah, right. we're only taking the piss, right?
2: Yeah, it's almost yeah, it's almost like he's like, well, you know, well, we will do this for a joke because it'll be funny because no one will ever vote for me, and then they've got like halfway through the the second year of the election cycle, and they're like, fuck, everybody's
3: everybody seems to like me, um. Everything I say, no matter how fucking offensive, everyone <laughs> loves it. I don't. I never realized there were so many racists and idiots in this country, but uh...
2: yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, and it is scary living here, to, in all honesty. Um, but that's the way it is. I do feel like Trump and Cruz should do a buddy cop movie if neither of them <sighs> get elected. I think that would be fantastic. And so, let's do our week in action, dude, because we've got a we've got a long old show today with all the questions and everything, which is awesome. Uh, so, let's do our weeks in action, shall we? All
1: right. Okay. My week in action so far has it's gonna been going to be more like a month in action. Let's be fair. Yeah. yeah there's lo- loads of westerns. Yeah. Good. Uh, loads of westerns. Um, Deadpool. Uh, Bad Day at Black Rock. Death Gasm. Have you seen that horror film? I
2: haven't seen it, no. Yeah, it's not bad. Is it good? It's a bit like... Um... Does someone die while having an orgasm, hence orgasm. No, no,
1: it's just ridiculous. What a stupid title. Oh. It's I... a bit like uh, the early Peter Jackson films. I and it's in it, New Zealand. I thought it was a killer who went round and killed people
2: with
3: his knob.
1: Now, that would be <laughs> fucking awesome. But it's not. There's nothing like that. I think it's a badly titled movie,
2: and
3: we need to speak to someone about that.
1: I know he sent it back to where I bought it,
3: but excuse me. Nobody dies while ejaculating. I mean, it's, it's, it's simply outrageous. If a movie is called Deathgasm, then you should listen to me, Michael Winner, and understand that what we want to see is jism coming out in large amounts until it turns red, and then the guy dies. It's the only way, dear
1: boy. <laughs> well, I've watched that. Shoot 'Em Shoot up. Climb Owen. Love it. It's a good Great movie, film. Paul Giamatti. And, yes, and I watched Crank as well the other day. Lovely. I would Lovely.
2: say uh, top five Statham movie. Yeah, it might actually be one of my top... It might be. It's in my top two, probably. It's one or two, isn't it? It's one or two. It's one or two. It's that and The Transporter. Probably uh dual first place, uh, after which I'd stick, say, for Killer Elite... And Expendables one, Probably mm. they would be my top five. Something like that, anyway. I'm probably forgetting one that I love because he's done so many good ones.
1: Parker, I love Parker.
2: I oh, liked God. Redemption.
1: Uh, Redemption's awesome.
2: Or I don't see that funny. as an action
1: film, though. I Hunter. see Hunter. that as a... Uh... No,
2: but it's a Statham movie and we're doing top five Stathams.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, in that way, yeah. But I, awesome. that
2: would probably squeak you into my sixth spot. Yeah. I would probably have my top five would be Joint First, Original Transporter, Original Crank, and then Safe, Killer Elite, and Expendables One. That's probably like if there's five states of movies that I, kick ass kid, suggest everybody own and watch uh, or defriend me, um, it would be those five. And yours would include Parker, you said. Yes. I do you love a bit
1: of Parker.
2: A bit of Parker. I like his Texas accent and his big hat.
1: Oh, yeah, it's awesome. my
3: favourite bit.
1: Yes, I do, <laughs> I do absolutely fucking love that movie. Um, he does love yes, it, ladies
2: and gentlemen, he does.
1: Yeah, like I said, just a lot of Westerns. The Westerns, El Dorado, Rio Bravo, The Shootist, True Grit, Big Jake, Bandolero, Clara. Bend of the River, Man of the West, Stagecoach... Have you seen El Dorado yet? Yes.
2: I like El Dorado, and I like, um, uh, what's
1: the other one? Oh, fuck. Western?
2: It's, no, it's when John, I like it when John Wade's paired up with someone, so I like El Dorado. Oh, yeah, they,
1: those are, I think they are the best, John
2: And Wayne. then what's the one with him and Jimmy Stewart?
1: Man, Man Shot, Shot Liberty, Liberty Valance. Valance.
2: I love that one. That's another good one. Big fan of that.
1: Um, You've seen Rio Bravo, though, haven't you? I have seen Rio Bravo, I have seen yep, Rio Bravo. And I've
2: seen the search and I've seen the original True Grit.
1: Yes, True Grit's fucking awesome.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, seen, I've seen some westerns in my day, and uh, anyone interested in westerns uh, can either join our Facebook group, um, After Movie Diner and Dr. Action Facebook group and uh, talk to Dr. Action about them. Or go over to AfterMovieDiner.com and read Grant Knox's latest column all about Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. The and
0: Peckinpah
2: movie. Yes, and he talks all about the uh, troubles behind the making of uh, where Peckinpah apparently urinated on the screen while watching some of the dailies. Um... And uh, he also talks about why it's one of his favourites. It's a good column. Grant writes a good column each week. a good column. Each week for the Aftermovie Movie Diner now, every Friday. Every, every Friday. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yeah, so uh, anything else, sir? Uh, Mr Majestic. Oh, who's in that again? Charles Bronson. Oh,
1: fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that one. Yeah, it's a good one. I did enjoy that. Uh, yeah, just a, just a little westerns, Mad Max Fury Road again. Oh and yeah, I've I, still got to show Kim that she hasn't seen it yet. Fuck, best time to show it maybe well, tomorrow after it's won the best picture Oscar. Do you think best it's going day. to? I think he's. I think he's going to get director. Yeah. Yeah. He, he deserves it. He does it, deserve it. It's he, sh- he deserves that, and the film should get it simply because everybody in who's. Uh, you know, looking at these films, going, okay? well, that should win because it's about a man and a bear forming a bond. Yeah, no. That sort of bullshit. Yeah. It's just Mad Max, action sci-fi, not a lot of plot, but fucking great.
2: Not a lot of plot, Uh which Paul Daniels
1: likes. Yeah. David Bowie, have we, have we been on air since David Bowie died? I think uh, we have, have we? I don't know. I don't know when that we was were fucking last awful news.
2: It was awful news. And Alan Rickman. Alan yeah. Rickman died. L- a, less than sad. a fucking week later. From Die Hard 1, of course. And uh, from Harry of the Potters and Dogma and Love... Robin Hood. Actually, Robin Hood, all those movies. Uh, and David Bowie, of course, from Man Who Fell to Earth and Labyrinth.
1: Just a general fucking legend. My no, favourite Completely singer.
2: legend. I mean, I think everything's been said. Everything. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, what a legend. What a, what a, what a guy. Um, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, of course. It's a good one. Labyrinth. Get me, get me, get me out of here. Uh, I saw that on Friday night, um, with a three-course dinner in a, uh, winery. They showed it in a winery? They did. Uh, there was all the tanks of all the wine, all the vats, down mm-hmm. one side, really long, Long loom, and then they had a screen that pulled down at the other end. And they showed labyrinth, David Bowie's bulge coming at oh, you. It's a fucking hung like a fucking horse. It's good job it wasn't three D.
1: Really, it is three D. <laughs> it just slapped you around the face and drank <laughs> you wine.
2: <laughs> Sarah, don't look at my bulge, Sarah. Yeah,
1: look at my huge penis, Sarah. <laughs>
2: He was I a legend. The Labyrinth. <laughs> I love David Bowie, and uh, what a legend. Sad that he is gone. Uh, but I w- intend to watch Labyrinth every year in his honour.
1: I, I, I've got to re watch The Manifesto I do love that film.
2: But I think his uh, songs for The Labyrinth are some of my favourites, actually. I love Underground, and I love uh, Dance Magic Dance, and I love um, uh, When the World Falls Down, even. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I find that section of the
1: movie a bit boring, but I do
2: like the song. Kind
1: of weird as well, really, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, when they're all dancing in the mask with the... the, I was
1: thinking more the fact that he's like a middle-aged man and she's 16.
2: I I quite like that.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It gives us all hope if you're a
3: Goblin King. It does, if
1: you like Goblin.
3: Yeah. Come and Goblin my (laughs) Cocks. Listen, Sarah, I like Goblin like the rest of them.
2: Um, So, yeah, uh, as uh, my month in action... Uh, I've seen, what have I done? I re talking about Statham, uh, I rewatched Wild Card, um, I rewatched Kung Fury with, um, uh, with Kim. Uh, I watched Turbo Kid for the first time. That's a oh, lot what do of fun. You think? Well, talking about, like, early Peter Jackson, it's got, like, that kind of vibe to it. Lots of bloodletting, it's kind of weird. It's not and... bad,
1: is it? It's quite good. I watched that my, she enjoyed it.
2: I gave it three and a half stars out of five. Unleashed
1: boxed. <laughs> yeah, that's good, because if you'd gone, oh, I'll give it three and a half stars out of ten.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I thought Turbo Kid, I thought it was very charming. Uh, I liked all the excessive gore. I liked him feeding the innards into that machine. I thought that was good. Yes, uh, that was good. It's
1: like a bike, isn't
2: it? Can't go wrong with Ironside. Uh, he's always a bit good. I liked his robot girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked all of it, really. It all good fun. Good fun, I thought. Uh, I don't know why people condemned it, because I thought it was pretty well done. Uh,
1: I, lots, yeah, I thought most people loved it. Lots of I enjoyed ball, it. Lots of good action.
2: There's plenty of explosions in the end, uh, which yes. I liked a lot. Uh, then I watched K911.
0: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
5: What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
2: One in 9 PI, because who doesn't love Belushi and a big dog? Um, <clears throat> uh, me and my lady do. We we're big fans of Belushi and the dog. Uh, so you didn't we watch went. the first one? We didn't, no, because we have both seen it a lot. We thought we'd watch the sequels, which I think are slightly underappreciated. I actually give K911 four out of five. Really? Yeah, I actually really like that one. K9PI, not so much, two and a half out of five. But K911, worth, well worth watching, if you haven't seen it. I've seen it. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. They tie it into the first one. Uh, and, uh, there's a lot of like action in it as, uh, there's this whole thing where like, uh, is, uh, him and Jerry Lee, are they over the hill? So do they have to kind of like, they start sort of old and out of shape and there's like a much fitter, more violent machine gun carrying badass bad guy who's like trying to kill him and attack him. And they have to like get back to their fighting weight and take him down. It's good fun. I enjoy it.
1: Well, oh, i
4: have
2: to watch those then. Uh, other action movies watched, I watched Runaway Train uh, with Eric Roberts and John Voight. Not so much an action, but more of a disaster movie with a kind of ambiguous, uh, um, uh, sort of thoughtful ending. Um, but it's by the by the same guy who'd go on to do Tango and Cash. Uh, it's by that director. Um,
1: Andrew. Yeah. B- K- B- Kamalowski,
2: Mansky, B- Mansky, Mansky, Russian. Um, yeah. And Eric Roberts and John Voight escape from prison, get on a train, and then the train uh, loses its brakes, and it's a runaway train. And it's out of the frying pan into the... Out of the frying pan, sorry, into the fire, only the fire is full of shitty fire. Uh, so that's kind of what it's like. It's good fun. Then I watched Fast Getaway and Fast Getaway 2, which is Corey Hayman, and Cynthia Rothrock. Um... Runaway Train is okay because it's directed by Spiro Rosatos, who was a, uh, and still is, a huge stuntman, uh, stunt coordinator guy, uh, cut his teeth on movies like Maniac Cop 2, uh, where they pushed the envelope and had, like, falls while they are on fire and stuff like that, which hadn't really been done much before. Lots of car explosions and stuff. So Fast Get Away, the first one. He kind of uses it as a stunt showcase and it doesn't really matter that it has Corey Haim and Cynthia Rothrock in it. It's just like all the stunts and car explosions and fights and stuff like that. It's good fun. So it's kind of a 3 out of 5, bit of fun. It's a bit of alright. It's you know worth tracking down if it happens to be on TV or Netflix or YouTube or something. Fast Getaway 2 is a big pile of shit. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't watch Fast Getaway 2 at all. It's not more of the same. It's fucking awful. Um... Uh, I watched The Hidden, uh, oh. which is a great uh, sci-fi buddy cop movie.
1: Oh, it is. It's which is fucking great, that film.
2: Good fun uh, with Carl McLaughlin and that dude at a flash dance trying to hunt down an alien in LA who's oh, taken what's his over. Don't know. Uh, I could look it up. But, uh, I'm, looking it up man. I'm looking it up, now. I'm um, looking it up now.
1: Michael Norrie.
2: Michael Norrie, Claudia Christensen and that. Oh, um, never too young to die. I rewatched, uh, which is a lot of fun. Stamos vanity, of course, died. Vanity yeah, was on our did, yeah. um top 20 B movie uh action stars you might not know of list, which you can find over at doctor Uh, she was on that list, uh, very uh, because she's an action Jackson, she's in The Last Dragon, she's in never too young to die. I think she earned her place on that list. By being a damn fine female foil in uh, three, I think, kind of uh, fun and influential action movies. Very sad. She's also yeah. in
1: Fifty Two Pickup with Roy Scheider. Yes, yeah, she made is. Made by Canon.
2: Yes, yeah, she isn't is. It? So uh, sad it's to see Vanity out, go. Really sad to see Vanity go. Uh, then I saw Vice Squad with Wings Hauser. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of a bit of a grubby movie. Um, it's it's weird because it's a it's a cop movie, but you see it from... And it's a chase movie, but you see it from the side of the, uh, like, serial killer rapist. So you never kind of get to know the cops. And therefore, mm. it, it it just feels a little odd the way it's set up. It's not your usual setup. Like, if it was Riggs and Murtaugh versus Wingshauser as a serial killer, you'd be like, oh, okay, fine. You would take the violence and the grime and the grit and the because there would be that comic relief of like the buddy cops cracking wise and hunting him down and beating the shit out of him whatever and you still have the cops hunting him down and catching him and whatever you have the sim- same kind of setup but because you're seeing it always from his side and or from the victim's side because there's this woman who's been harassed by him who's a prostitute it it's kind of it's all a bit grimy and a bit Bit bleh. you know, like it's all it's fine, like, but it's also a bit um, just grubby and and a bit depressing. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't yeah. have like the the upbeat cop stuff, which normally saves those movies.
1: Yeah, and that's directed by Christopher Nolan, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it might as well have been. It might as well have been uh, directed by hipster scarf wearing twat face Nolan. It might as well have been. Yeah. Um, then I thought I'd rewatch Death Proof. That was a mistake because it's still a piece of shit. Uh, then I, <laughs> it really is, it really is a big piece of shit. Uh, then I watched Sworn to Justice and Cleopatra Wong, some female-centric action movies, rewatches for me. Sworn to Justice, not as good as I remembered. No. I actually remembered it as being much better when I went through my Rothrock phase back before we interviewed her the first time, and I, I, like, downloaded and or bought and or watched all her movies, I remember quite liking Sworn to Justice. This time round, it's okay. Three out of five, max. Probably more like a 2.5. Fights are good, but the whole plot and... Yeah, a bit weird. Wasn't a fan of it as much as I was the first time round. Uh, Cleopatra sure, Wong... It. Yeah. Cleopatra Wong remains one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, five out of five. People haven't seen that. Check it out. Um... Say anything, which isn't really an action movie, but Don the Dragon Wilson is in it. That's a good film. And uh, John Cusack does talk about kickboxing a lot.
1: He's a good kickboxer.
2: Although he never uses it at the end of the movie, when John Mahoney is as like fucked over, Irony Sky. Really, Cusack should track him down to a warehouse and and <laughs> kickboxes, you know, his body into the future, like kill him. You know what I mean? kickbox his eyes through the back of his head. That's really what he should do. That's how the movie should end. Not just him being in prison, hugging his daughter and getting a little love note and then flying off to England and uh, nobody cares. If you're going to set him up as a kickboxer assassin, which I presume is what he's meant to be in the movie, then have him have him kill someone with his boxing feet.
1: Yeah, I always like to think that the next step is that's like a prequel to Gross Point Blank. Yeah, except he goes to England. So
2: there really should be. Should be
3: <laughs> Albert, Albert <does> uh, <laughs> there should be Albert Um
2: There should be. There should be a movie in between this one and *Gross Point Blank*, where he like takes out some people trying to assassinate the Queen by shoving uh, dynamite up her ass. That's that should be the middle movie. They're trying to give her a, a bomb suppository, and he takes them out. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Young Kusak kickboxing his way through London,
1: trying to save the Queen. Fuck, sign me up yeah all London is falling out this week,
2: oh yeah, that's coming out. i can't wait to watch that and masturbate vigorously in the third row. um <laughs> last stand rewatch still one of arnie's great comeback movies. love that movie can't go wrong and then I think the movie that everyone 's expecting us to talk about, so let's devote some of the show to it deadpool deadpool uh we've had some questions about it um uh let's have a look. Uh, Jason Ritter asked, what are your thoughts on Deadpool? And do you think Ron Perlman should play Cable in the sequel? Um, What are the other Deadpool questions we've had? We've had some other Deadpool
1: questions. Um, Just looking now. I didn't see those questions. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Um, let's have a look.
2: All oh, right. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, Grant Knox said. Now that the R-rated Deadpool has been a financial success, do you think other action movies and not just comic book movies will follow suit? And do you think they should? Um, so I think that's our two Deadpool questions. I don't know that we got any more, and if we did, I apologise. Um, but what? what well, let's start with Jason Ritter's question then. Uh, Ron Perlman to play Cable. What do you think? No. 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 He's he's Hellboy. Is Hellboy and he should remain Hellboy. Should should Hellboy crop up in a Deadpool movie?
1: No, because it's not a Marvel comic. <laughs> <laughs> so Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. matter. They're both independent, aren't they? Uh, no. he uh, should definitely <laughs> do it. he should de- definitely do another Hellboy film.
2: Hellboy three.
1: Alright. Hellboy three. Uh who would I like to play cable? I'm either gonna go for Well me, obviously. You. You or Liam Neeson. What about me
2: uh, and my beard, or just you... my beard? Yeah, yeah. If they approve it, I'll go for it. I'll go for it. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I
1: don't know the first fucking thing about cable, so I don't know. Cable is Scott Summers and somebody else's. Didn't he? Didn't kid. he
2: direct uh, the Mummy? is
1: Stephen Thompson.
2: No, Scott Summers. Never mind. Don't worry about it. It was a stupid joke. Oh no, the fuck. What was his name? Stephen.
1: It Stephen Summers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Stephen. Yeah, Summers. He, he, if he wanted to be cable, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd cast him.
2: Don't know if you'd go with that, but you know, you never know.
1: Stephen Summers, yeah, fucking hell, that's a name I've not heard since in a while. Well, because he makes shit movies. He does. I did like the mummy though. Yeah, it was alright. Mm. Not bad film. Not bad film. Not bad. It's all right. It's not, right. Bad. right. It's all right. not bad. Not bad. Not bad. It's all right. But yeah, uh, Liam Neeson for my pick.
2: Really? So he's yeah. that kind of character? Is he like an older guy, tall and and that kind of character? Yes. Okay, well then Liam Neeson sounds like a good good thing to me. Could Statham play him? Or is that just a redundant question because
1: Statham could play anybody? Statham could play him, but I don't think he wants to do comic book movies, does he?
2: No. Although, uh, the success uh, of Deadpool, Deadpool might layer him there. Also, it's a hard R-rated action movie, so he might like that more. Yeah. I don't know, It kind uh, of
1: leads into Grant's question about the hard R rating. Do you it, think studios will do it more? I
2: think they will be like, I'll only
3: be in a comic book movie if I can bite some fucker's legs off. Yeah, if I could say cunt. <laughs>
2: um, I think hard R action movies are already out and about, aren't they? I mean, I don't think Deadpool the first I think they're one.
1: out, but I think sort of, what they'll do is they'll put that PG-13 cut in cinemas and then release the unrated one on Blu-ray. I or... fucking hate that. Yeah, I do. I, I, do th- I, I th- like going
2: into cinemas and, and seeing guts and legs and stuff flying across the screen. I just like seeing big-screen gore.
1: I don't, think it's, I don't think it's so much... Because I don't mind seeing PG-13 films. If it works, it works. What it's good is that they have not had to compromise on anything. Yeah I think film. I think
2: um my feeling towards the rating is is make the movie you want to make mm. and don't be scared of the rating like the thing that pisses me off about it is that they go well we won't screen NC17s in our movie theaters well that's that shouldn't be allowed you should have to screen a movie if it's released and distributed and they've paid their money you should have to release that movie you know what i mean mm. like you shouldn't be able to go well we're not having it in our cinemas Tough titty. If that's the movie they made and it's got like full blown tits in it, spewing blood and removing a guy's spinal column through his arsehole, it should be in that you should be allowed to screen that, right? I don't understand how they can go, well, if it's an NC 17, we won't put it in the cinemas and we won't allow to run ads on TV for it. Fuck that. Um, It's just a fucking movie for
4: fuck's sake.
2: Exactly. So, like, my problem with. The rating is the system, not the movies. So I think if you want to make a movie and it happens to have bad language in it, gore and tits, and they happen to rate it either a hard R or an NC seventeen, no one should be afraid of that, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But if your movie is um an action movie, uh but there isn't a lot of gore or swearing or tits in it or whatever, and People think it's better for everybody to go see it. Make it a PG thirteen. Like that's fine. I've got no problem with. That, or twelve or whatever. Like you've got to. It, 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 I don't care what the the movie is, as long as the movie is what the makers wanted it to be. Does that make any that, sense? That,
1: yes, that, that's it. it. It's just the the, one, the reason why it's good that it's made so money is, and the fact it's a comic book movie is, it shows that people will still go and see an R rated film, right? And it will make money still. So the studios will probably look at it and go, oh, maybe we should really release R-rated films. If a film doesn't need to be R-rated, then don't put extra swearing in it now just to get it R-rated.
2: Yeah, that's what I fucking hate. I either hate those uh, comedy movies where they're like, oh, we're going to release the uncut version on Blu-ray just because someone says fuck balls halfway through it or something, Uh, or they have a gratuitous shot of someone's testicles because it's a Judd Apatow movie and he thinks that's funny. Yeah. Um, like, I've I, I no interest in that. And don't start, like, on, in this one, Spider-Man says cunt bucket. Like, no, let's, just, like, keep Spider-Man, Spider-Man. No, you like, do,
1: they don't, they don't need to add stuff to make it R-rated. No. is see, in, people are, you know, getting a bit... See, I've seen some, like, posts that are a bit pissy saying, oh, people forget that the crow was R-rated or Blade was R-rated. That's not the point. Nobody's forgot they're R-rated. But... At this moment in time, you've got all the Marvel stuff coming out that's PG-13 in America, 12 over here, Uh, Batman's 12A and PG-13. So comic book films are so huge at the minute, the fact that Deadpool's come out and is R-rated and has made a lot of money, that's why people are so enthralled with it. Not the fact that nobody's forgot about The Crow or Sin City, it's just they never did the... The, the money business. that. They no, they never the did business. the business. Right. Uh, and it's had good, it's fantastic I, I marketing.
2: Just, I just, yeah, I think the marketing was great. I just think that the trends, like, trends bother me. So, this whole idea of, like, well, now this has been successful, hold on to your hats, because here comes movies full of this, that, and everything else. Like, I, th- I, think, I like think. John the- Wick came out and was just John Wick. Like, it just came out, it was awesome, and, every, like, it became a sleeper hit. After John Wick, they didn't go. Oh, well, if that was successful, why don't we do this, that, and everything else? It was just another in a long line of movies. Like people talk about R-rated action movies, but we've had the Equalizer, we've had John Wick, we've had a bunch of movies. That we've have we've had up.
1: some hits. We've also had the other opposite, where the Expendables three was R-rated and it went to the PG thirteen and fucking failed.
2: Right, and we've had we've had movies like the Taken movies that have got less and less. Violent and less and less gratuitous and have been less and less successful. Yeah, they've Um, lost
1: something. They've lost the the, uh, true grit.
2: Right. And, and you know, while The Expendables 1 is still a big, funny comic book movie, it maintained its 80s and 90s action roots by having the violence and having the gore and having the, the good stuff, the stuff that we as action fans want to see, you know what I mean? And, um... And yeah, so and it was very interesting actually because I was watching Pray for Death today and uh, it's the arrow um uncut Pray for Death. And I was actually really 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 because you can tell uh, when it goes to cut footage because it's clearly from a work print or something. because yeah. um, it goes a bit darker and a bit grainier like it there's nothing they can really do about it, it just does. And I was actually really surprised like cuz Shokusugi movies yeah, I mean, there's violence in and stuff. He throws ninja stars into people's heads and things, but it's it, it's not really. Um, it never gets like really fucking dark. You know what I mean? But, no, it's
1: just big, big fun.
2: But there's film, a whole cut sequence in the "Pray for Death" uncut sequence where the bad guy, when he kills his wife in the hospital, you, have you seen it already? Or am I it? No, 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 I'm getting
1: it tomorrow.
2: Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to spoil shit. Then, do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he kills his wife in the hospital. But in the uncut one, and I don't know what's going to be left in your version cuz your version's different, but in the uncut one, he pulls her a, a pajama top wide open and puts her leg up on his shoulder and and puts his hand down below the screen as if to insinuate he's about to rape her. And then there was like a whole sequence at the end where he he's stabbed show in the leg. And he keeps, like, grabbing the stick that's sticking out of his leg and, like, grinding it around and stuff. And, like, it was all this uncut stuff that they probably put in for the Asian market because, obviously, the Asian market in the 80s was big on gore and violence and all that stuff. Like, they didn't really have the censorship we had over here. And um, and it's, like, really properly fucking gory and brutal and hard and awesome. And... Um, you know, and kind of, and a bit disgusting in play, like a bit in, in and I was kind of surprised because movies are, are normally like big comic book ninja movies, you know? Um, oh yeah. But it was a lot of fun. But I think that, it, it, you know, it, in a movie like that, that works. If you had the same kind of violence in Nine Deaths of a Ninja, which is a much more comic book, silly, cartoony movie, it wouldn't work. You know what I mean? So like, you have to kind of pick... Picky movies. You know, cigar was known at one time of doing all the arm breaks and everything, so you knew that when you were watching a cigar movie it was probably going to be a
1: hard R, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, It'd be nice to get back to those sort of days, but like I say, not do it just for the... Gratuitously, no. Not just, not, not just do it for the R rating, and just the same as they shouldn't have to cut stuff to make it PG-13. And that's what's, what's good. I think they said that Wolverine 3 was going to be R-rated anyway. That was always the plan. But because Deadpool was done well, I think they sort of said, OK, well, we can do it now.
2: But equally, I thought <clears> that <throat> they pulled off with The Wolverine. The I second thought that one.
1: was pretty damn violent anyway. I thought
2: they pulled off a really, what we'll call a hard PG-13... <laughs> Mm. Which isn't really a, a, a rating, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's almost that close. And I think they did it very well. And I thought what was good about The Wolverine is while it was a PG-13 and ultimately a comic book movie, um, it was a very adult movie. Yes, like it, was. it They didn't play it for the kids like some of the X-Men movies are, or for the teens. They played it for the adults. Like, it was an adult story, adult characters, and he was facing you know, real questions. And to me, it's not so much the, the rating or what you show me as, as much as it is the tone and the take you have on it that, that I'll get enthralled in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we could talk about that for a whole show, but yeah, that's, that's
5: kind of how I feel about it. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: So what was the question? Um, <laughs> do, we, do we think we'll get more R-rated films? Yeah,
5: I think we
2: will. Uh, um, and do we think they should follow suit? No, do what you want to do. Like, it, the funny thing about it is, is while I really enjoyed watching Deadpool in the theatre... The truth of the matter is, I think it leaned too much on its oh, look, we're an R-rated uh, comic book movie and not enough on telling the story properly.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's going to be done next time, personally. Uh, no, and I, that's, I mean, there's not much storyline in it.
2: No, that's fine, and they had to establish it the way they wanted to establish it. And I, I would never tear the movie down uh, too much. But my feeling was... um. It was, it was a bit like listening to one of our commentaries, right? Nobody comes into one of our commentaries A, expecting plot or B, expecting drama or C, expecting uh, to learn very much. No. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I felt like the movie was a bit like that. A lot of knob gags, a lot of violent gags um, and uh, an introduction of the character, but I felt very, very, very shallow and empty. That's how I felt about it yeah um and and you know and that's fine for one movie. I just couldn't take that time and time and time again
1: like no, it- i think I think they'll they'll hype it up. I think they're just introducing it uh for this one, but I don't think they're going to want to do a lot different if I don't think they'll want to change it too much, but if they're if they're introducing cable into it it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, Next one will be good.
2: So let's race through some more of these questions then because we're, we're running long. Oh, do you
1: want to do that? Or do you, want to, do you want to answer a few of them during the movie?
2: Yeah, let's do that then. Let's start the movie and then uh, we'll answer some more questions during the movie because the movie does get a bit repetitive at a point. So uh, we'll, yes. probably, we'll probably <laughs> run out of things to say halfway through and then we'll answer your questions. So keep listening and we'll answer your questions. But the movie this week is uh, what, Doc? What are we doing this week?
1: It's eight. A- N2, American Ninja Part 2, with Michael Dudekoff and Stephen James.
2: Yeah, and Steve James in this movie, he is off-the-chain motherfucker. That's, where, that's what he is in this movie. He is off-the-chain motherfucker, and um, he can get his shirt off, I think, quicker than any other actor in Hollywood. It's true. Uh, he can strip down to just his pants... Uh, Very, very quickly. And fight some motherfuckers. Excellent. So I will press play when you say so, sir.
1: Right. Three, two,
2: one, go. All right. And the lion roars and we are ready to kick some ninja butt in South Africa, I
1: believe. Right? Oh, yeah. Filmed on location.
2: Filmed on location. This is a canon movie. uh, And filmed uh, directly after by the same team... As the movie we did last time. Avenging Force. Uh, yes, indeed. In Cat, fact,
1: beautiful
2: view. Beautiful view. It's beautiful. Um, it's all the money is on the screen in this movie, I can tell you that much.
1: Yeah, because um, the budget went on that bike. Yeah,
2: and you can tell it was a low budget because all the money's <laughs> on the screen. Um, these are the... Uh, 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 they're like an 80s version of Dude Bros, really, aren't they? They're kind yeah. of like... Yeah, we're Marines, man. We're going to go down to a local bar and get drinks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we have six Taiwanese, Chinese women
1: who uh, are actually dudes.
2: Larry Poindexter. Uh, You've got to love anyone called Poindexter, really. But uh, Sam Furstenberg is the director, of course.
1: He uh, won an Oscar in 1955 uh, for a movie starring Ronald Reagan and uh, Grace Kelly. You did. Sam Furstenberg.
2: Are you serious? No. No. (laughs) That's it. Make me look like a dick on the commentary. (laughs) I was like, that can't be possible unless he was like 70 when he made these movies. Awesome if
1: it were true, though.
2: It would be awesome if it was true. I don't know. Abby Lerner, of course, who would go on to be a big action producer.
1: Oh, yes. His name shows
2: up on a lot of things.
1: This, Gary Conway.
2: This makes you, oh, yeah, broke ahead it
1: ahead. his way, isn't it as well?
2: Yeah, he is. Um, no makes, end to
1: that man's talents.
2: This makes South Africa look kind of pleasant, kinda of like it Miami. Does. Miami. Yeah. Um yeah, but it's go, it's a good it's a good movie. Um the we're meant to believe that these guys are Marines, which is
1: hilarious. Come on, guys. I tell you what. The new Jackson in the white shirt looks shit, doesn't it? And that new D- Dudikoff in the white shirt also, he don't look very good either, does he?
2: No. Is that Oh, is that what it's meant to be?
1: No, I hope not. Uh, yeah, if I it is, it. They failed. They've
2: failed. No, because Dudikoff is in one, two and four. He's not in three.
1: No, he's not. David Bradley's in that. And he's not in five either. No. no that's no. not technically a sequel, though. No. But there are five. Oh, there are five, and that's got Mr Miyagi in it as well. I like her in the red bra there, look. Oh, I've had her. Look at that. i oh. built a time machine specifically to go back and gobble
2: a gobble, <laughs> <laughs> Gobble her boobies. It's not cheating if you go back in time.
1: That's true.
2: Fact to all those adulterers out there. Um, I want this guy's cut-off jean jacket. Look at that skull-horned thing that he has on the back of it. Mm. And look, he's able... Wouldn't you know it, to shove around someone who's literally two thirds smaller than him? <laughs> Who would have thought that he'd be able to take this guy out? I think I could probably take this guy out in the blue shorts. Look at him. Oh, yeah. He looks like he's never seen combat.
1: Yeah, he's no tra- Marine. He just works at the local Marine.
2: <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. He's, no, he's married to a woman called Marie, which <laughs> yeah. sounds a bit like Marine. <laughs> not really a fair fight is it these guys really. are huge but oh, interestingly south enough States. for white south africans not racist no equal opportunity uh people and here are our first look at the ninjas yeah. in mm-hmm. this movie and uh, hello ninja cleanup service coming <laughs> here to clean, <laughs> yeah. in, clean gary up gary and jeff yeah don't worry we'll leave your house spotless and you won't even see us while we're doing it we're ninjas <laughs> Uh, we also do body removal, and uh, if you want it up the arse, we'll do that too. Yeah. Ninja cleaning. Arse bandit. <laughs> That's our little song that we sing. <laughs> he was buying there having a wank. Nobody noticed. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: what I used to do when I was a kid. Far out man! Dad used to take me to a little pub. at had a pinball machine. I m- masturbated behind it.
2: Yeah. But you're if
1: you masturbate onto the buttons, people lose the grip and they lose. So yeah. you always get your high score.
2: That's good. You always get to keep your high score. I like this plane, Angel Baby. Yeah. I only fly in a plane uh, with Angel Baby written on the side. So
1: I do. And if it's not got it, I, I stencil
2: it on. Yeah, I put it on with felt tip.
1: I like his shorts. I like this music. This is where the budget went, isn't it?
2: On this music. Mm. Yeah, this was done uh, by George Clinton and the Funkadelics.
1: No, no, it wasn't.
2: (laughs) I like these guys' pith helmets.
1: Oh, look, Michael Dudikoff.
2: (laughs) Michael Dudikoff's really got the bearing of a a military man, you know what I mean? He doesn't at all hang around like a surfer dude from California. Steve James is off the fucking chain in this
1: movie. I suppose he didn't get off. The plane not wearing a top.
2: <laughs> it it probably takes him... I don't know. Let's, let's see. I, I imagine that in the
1: next ten minutes
2: he'll be shirtless. I'm just betting.
1: I'm betting it's less, because then the next thing they go to a beach.
2: Probably. And not only that, where he's wearing a vest on the boat, he even works out a way to get rid of the vest within the oh, first yeah. 30 seconds. Uh, by all the Americans listening, we mean an undershirt and
1: not Stanley cameo. That was. Yeah, he does Excelsior. a cameo. He does
2: a cameo in all movies. <laughs> People only started to notice during the Marvel ones, but he's actually in every movie. That's Steve James's son in the background, not wearing a shirt. You can always <laughs> tell a Steve James family member because he doesn't wear a shirt. They've got exactly the same medals.
1: I guess because they're always together.
2: They're always they, they get they get all the same accommodations.
0: We're to up the-
2: Commendations, mm-hmm. whatever the word is. You know what I mean? They probably get the same accommodation as well. Hell yeah, yeah. are. Like, we like to sleep in a bed together. It's not gay. We're <laughs> army. R- if we're- you're an American ninja. <laughs> we're army rangers and ninjas. We're army ringers. Rim jobbers. What? No, no, <laughs> never. Well, there was a one time in Bangkok.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were both. We both needed the money. So you just paid each other.
2: Shit. Shit. <laughs> Tulikov was dressed as a woman. (laughs) they got great names, though, haven't they? Mm. Joe Armstrong. And what's his name again? Jackson.
1: Yeah, no, nothing else. His name's just Jackson.
2: Look at those shades. Awesome. He's like,
1: I don't think I'll like
2: it here. Then he sees a woman. I think I'll like it here. (laughs) Nipples. (laughs) Now, I don't remember, but he's not so horny in the first movie, is he? He doesn't wander around the jungles of uh, uh, Thailand or the Philippines or wherever they <laughs> filmed the first
1: one, go looking for pussy.
2: But in this one, he's a he's a pussy hound. Yeah, and he's all he's about the to...
1: ladies. Well, in the first one, the only woman in it is the girlfriend of uh, Joe Armstrong.
2: Yeah, indeed. Um, who's also in one of the Friday the Thirteenth movies? If you want to see her bush and boobs. See, I wouldn't want to be that Peter close. Joe. To, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be that close to Steve James when he was erect. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that would be a scary. Because Steve James is an enormous man, so one can only imagine that the the penis is probably quite prominent.
1: I would I would think he doesn't wear short shorts, right? In case it sticks case out, it out the end of
2: it. Of but he is just. He's like I'm tingling now. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> could I? Could you wait till you get out of the car? Because I don't want to be this close to you while you're tingling. Too late!
1: Yeah, I, I, that's probably why he, he jumped over the car. He didn't want to open the door because his right. cock could probably hang out the bottom of it <laughs> and trap it.
4: Uh,
2: I like the whole anti-army um, ranger pro-marine uh, thing that goes on in this movie as well. It's hilarious. Also... This guy who ends up being their friend with the black hat he looks like the guy they were beating up in the bar earlier. I got really confused watching this.
1: Oh, him? Him,
2: yeah. He looks exactly right. the same as the guy I said I could beat up. This kid just hangs around the army base.
1: Yeah, it's a bit creepy, isn't it?
2: What you don't know is I've masturbated in all the plant pots <laughs> and both your beds. <laughs> I can clean You're your sheets. Take me up the ass as well. I can clean your sheets, but it'll cost you five dollars. Look at this guy. Rangers, my son. Rangers. Steve James is taking no shit from this big nostril motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, I will fucking break that beer over your head. Oh, what a lovely look! They've got lovely pictures of windsurfing on his wall. Yeah.
1: It's good that they've got Richard Dreyfus in there, though.
2: (laughs) I thought he was a bit Ernest Borgnine.
1: Yeah, Yeah, he is a bit, actually. I was an Airwolf.
3: I was in Mikhail's Navy. Fuck you.
5: (laughs) (laughs) With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
6: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
5: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Off he goes. This guy should have got his own spin off.
2: I quite, yeah, well, yeah, he should have spinned off something. Um, but I would,
5: <laughs> I quite
2: liked him. Because he was the guy you thought was going to be giving them shit the whole time, but really he was on their side. Yeah.
1: And he's also a lifeguard.
2: And he's called Wild Bill and dresses a bit like a gay porn star. Yeah, he does. Recently, four of my men have have gone missing. But can I come round and fix your washing machine, if you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'd be a pizza delivery boy. uh, You can't pay me. So the only way you can actually pay me is in blowjobs and anal.
2: You see this big orange thing that I'm carrying? You may think it's an American football, but actually I just had this removed from my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the mustache on this fellow. Steve James is like, you're not fooling anyone with that mustache i've got a mustache what you yeah. have is some dirty dirty stench on your upper lip it literally looks like you've been french kissing a weasel's asshole. <laughs> What I like to think of is that all the pictures on the back wall are really representative of uh, Michael Dudikoff's actual thoughts.
1: (laughs) His trailer.
2: (laughs) No, I just think that that's... Like, if you could see inside his brain, he's not listening. Oh, look, Dudikoff's stunt double walks out. It's not Dudikoff. Look at that. (laughs) It wasn't Dudikoff. Now it's Dudikoff, but it wasn't Dudikoff walking out of the room. That is terrible. Isn't that the weirdest fucking thing? That wasn't Dudikoff. Um, I think because DudaKov was too busy off surfing somewhere. <laughs> uh, and they were like, just, just have any old white guy in it. No one's really watching it for him. We're watching it for Steve James. Yeah, they're not watching it for the American Ninja. Well, Steve James busts some ninja moves in this as well. He does. He does. He's, he's American Ninja by association. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's becoming a ninja. He's done no ninja training. He wasn't raised by an old dude who was like, I'm not going to teach you anything about history or life. I'm just going to teach you ninja shit. That'll get you through life. Don't worry about it. Ninja shit, that's what you need. He wasn't raised by old ninja guy. He was just out a normal family, wherever mm. he's from. And then he joins the army and becomes a ninja by association with Joe Armstrong. That's what I like about it.
1: It's kind of like, if I say it, if I say it enough, people will think it.
2: Yeah. So if go, I... you,
1: you, you a ninja then? Yeah, I'm yeah. a ninja. <laughs>
2: If I hang out with Dudikoff enough and beat up enough people in their pyjamas, I'm a ninja.
1: It's fine. It's like if I bought a Stetson and people went, why, I'm a cowboy. Cowboy.
2: (laughs) But you are English and you do live in Leicester. Still a cowboy, though. You can't deny If I keep saying it and I keep wearing this hat defiantly, nothing you can do about it, really.
1: If I, put some, if I put some glass in my shoes as well, I might walk like John Wayne. <laughs> if,
2: I put, if I put a butt plug in, <laughs> I won't be able to sit on my horse.
1: Well, uh, what's the time? Because he's not got a top on. 13 minutes it's taken for Steve James to not have a top on.
2: Is it? Thir- yeah, 13 minutes and 40 seconds into the movie and Steve James is already shirtless and will remain so for pretty much the rest of the movie. Even when they dress up as Royal Marines later... Oh, not Royal Marines, sorry. Even when they dress up as just Marines later on, um, he figures out a way to tear the uniform open. The uniform which somehow fits him, even though he's, like, the biggest fucking dude on the island.
4: Uh,
2: Doesn't that guy with the dark hair go, don't ruin the uniform? And it's like, yeah, like, yours would fit him, dude. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) One of James's arms is about the width of that white guy. <laughs> James wearing particularly like look at those shorts. You can almost Yeah, that's not yeah. good. Not a good angle. You
1: can definitely tell what religion
2: he is. Yeah. He's the Steve James religion. Ninja religion. Ninja religion is what he is. Yeah. Because we heard that about Avenging Force, didn't we? That he wanted to have the shirtless scenes because he wanted to show off all the working out he'd been doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I had a a belt like Steve James, I'd probably just walk around with no top on. The
2: thing that came out of watching this movie for me earlier, and the only reason why I'm, like, keep making Steve James comments, is, like, I think that's a big, big... It's a big, big shame that he's gone, and I think a real loss to action movies because he should have had more of his own. Action movies, like there should have been a series of Steve James movies, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, there definitely should. it would definitely be one of those that, you know, in the The Expendables tour, who's going to be in the next one? He would have been in one by now.
2: Yeah, I, I think he's he's
1: got the stuff. Terrible one if he took off his shorts as well and went, we all go skinny
2: dipping. We? <laughs> <laughs> we all go behind this rock and we touch each other's pees. It's not gay if you're in South Africa and your wife can't see you. I also like the fact that Dudikoff, instead of when they're all in the boat, goes, um, have you checked the lead under the steering wheel? It's probably that. <laughs> you just it. He just He just puts it back together. Oh, look, that's nice and easy. That seems like a bit of a dangerous design to have that hanging down there if it if it turns the engine off. Like, I think you should probably put that somewhere inside the casing. Yeah. So you can't get at it. Otherwise, it seems like a bit of a shitty speedboat to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, for what he did, he may as well just switch the engine off. Yeah, yeah.
2: Also, how did he expect to get back from the island? Was he just going to keep faking that the boat wasn't working? Oh, look out, ninjas! (laughs) They are stealth, aren't they, wearing all black on a beach? Can't fucking spot them coming then, can you? Oh,
4: they're
2: almost invisible against those beige rocks wearing all black. (laughs) I thought they should have been in beige suits. We established in the first one that ninjas can be multicoloured because he had a yeah. whole fucking army base full of multicoloured yeah. ninjas. You see,
1: the, the guy from the first one would have sent out the rock-coloured ones, wouldn't he? Yeah, the beige ninjas. In fact, Beige Ninja
2: should be a movie. <laughs> beige Ninja. Beige Ninja or Binger for short. Oh, he's a bit of a binger. Do you mean a Netflix binger? No, I mean a beige ninja. Oh, one of those beige ninjas. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what you'll notice between this and the first one, action has been increased, plot hasn't.
1: No, no.
2: Uh, so not really any plot, and nothing makes any fucking sense at all. And in fact, they just introduced super ninjas at the end just to really fuck with you, because you're like, what? Um, yeah, and even in the first one, the plot weren't that huge. No, uh, but in this one, oh, they make ladder. Ninja ladder. <laughs> I love that. Or uh, ninja. would it be ninja or would it be nada? I don't know. Anyway, it's a ninja know. ladder. It's exciting to watch them get out of the rock that quickly. Um, oh, I'll we'll help you up. <laughs> I'm always at the back. I hate it. Jeff Ninja, always at the back. Hurts my arm when you yank it like that. He's, he's angry ninja.
3: Yeah. Nope, oh, he's... Spears.
2: <laughs> do ninjas... Where do ninjas hide spears? Like, where do they hide them? Like, I thought they had ninja stars because they could be hidden about their person. Yeah, they're usually in the boots, isn't they? Yeah, right. Where, where would you hide a massive spear? Steve James could in his shorts, of course.
1: Yeah, he's got a massive spear.
2: I do like that move. That's it. You think... Oh, have nin- got me bloke you think ninjas would know better not to kill themselves. <laughs> this is some good weapon work from Dudikov. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, isn't he? That's his he is, uh, martial yeah. arts. And, and drumsticks. And drumsticks. <laughs> yeah, also studied under Keith Moon. <laughs> Didn't learn very much, was always fucking blitzed on cocaine.
3: He's off. A- Probably fighting ninjas. That's what he does. (laughs) Probably some of those beach ninjas. They show up all the time. Fucking beaches.
2: Yeah, beach ninjas. That's what you got to watch out for. Steve James with his big stick. He's just going to... Look at that. Oh, he's just... Look at that move. Straight into it.
1: He is, isn't he? He's straight into it. James is loving this. Steve James, always prepared for a ninja fight. Yeah,
2: always. And he oh, takes him out easy. Look at that, with a hook move and then... He, don't, don't bother to pick up the sword. Fuck it. If the pole's <laughs> working, go with the pole, love. Don't worry about it. Look, the guy's running away with a sword. Why wouldn't you attack him? He goes around the back of him, does a little roll, then... Oh, it's completely weird. I would have just run at him with the sword. Steve James, his skin would probably deflect the sword anyway.
1: I would think so, probably, yeah. He's
2: probably made of, of metal and leather. and He just leaves the sword on the floor. I'd be picking up weapons left, right and centre and stabbing people. Not James. He's taking them out with his sweatbands and his tiny red shorts. Oh, they've got the face rippers. I love those, the little hand attachment. He uses that later on in the movie, doesn't he? He does, yeah. R- rips a man's face. I like the good... Look at that. Love the little fingers. Come at me. He says, come at me. I love that. I would have loved it. Like, can you imagine like a movie in which Fred Williamson and Steve James play father and son ass oh, kickers? Can you imagine that?
1: That should have been a movie.
2: That should have been a movie. And Wesley Snipes in the sequel plays their like crazy cousin.
1: Yeah, who's also like a meth meth maker.
2: <laughs> he's a tax evader.
1: Mm. <laughs> Methmaker maker, Rader. I
2: shit. see I see your <laughs> shitty net. Look at this, he's got network going on.
1: Who knew Dudikov? knew <laughs> network? That's good. He's <laughs> got good. A, you got a sword, mate. You could easily get rid of that net.
2: Yeah, no, just stand there, let him slice you in two, that's good. He's still struggling with the net, it's cause he's got all that black shit on. Take it off, mate, you're on the beach. Never once do they unmask any of them either. Like that would have solved them all. The detective work could have just unmasked them and gone, "Oh, it's that guy." I'll see him down the down the off licence. Kill him there. I like the fact that he came all the way to South Africa, bothered to pack his
1: wetsuit. That's
2: forward thinking, yeah. really.
1: Well, a surfer never leaves home without his wetsuit. Even more ninjas look. Where did they all come from? What were they
2: doing while he was taking two on at a time? Why didn't they, they pounce they, they were probably and... being
1: camouflaged by the rocks.
2: <laughs> well, because they... This is one as well. Look at this leap. Because you can do this right into a moving speedboat. Boom. Text- <laughs> textbook. Textbook. Perfect. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got your boat working again, then. That was fortuitous. <laughs>
1: They never pick the most attractive yeah. blokes out, ain't you know. they? Well,
2: they're never Japanese. No. <laughs> Which are ninja. Like, ninjas should be Japanese. They're all stood there and they're like, ninjas, ninjas, a stupid
3: fucking thing I've ever heard. This sounds like we're in a
2: movie. <laughs> I love how they say it with a straight face as well. What guys be grabbing you morons for,
3: huh? I like ninjas. Why don't we invite them round for dinner? I'm Ernest Borgnine, stunt double.
1: Sir. I'll just shoot him anyway Yeah James
2: still hasn't put a shirt on Why would you? No, well, not exactly He's been working out with his wanking hand look <laughs> <laughs> He's got his little hand hand uh, strengthener Whatever that thing's called they don't I think it's really... called
1: an arm strengthener, let's call it that
2: Don't really do anything, does it? They're squeezing a little thing Nah I do that every time I go to the bathroom Squeeze a little thing <laughs> Guy behind the desk with the tiny mustache has got the smallest Adam's apple I've ever seen. Okay. He's got his big <laughs> wide neck and a yeah. tiny little
6: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChumbaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
5: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, Bobbin. What can I? Have
2: Funny the things you notice when you watch a movie twice. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're not going to notice any more plot.
2: No. What I like about it is the, the the reviews would say, you know what, you notice something different every time you watch it. It's that kind of movie. Yeah. What did, what did you notice the second time? Is Adam's apple?
1: Yeah. What else did you notice? That you could clearly see that Michael Dudikoff stunt double was in one of the <laughs> shots. <laughs> uh, look
2: at that. Not a not a single. All the hair on Steve James's body has cooled up his face to form that mustache. <laughs>
0: Cipher clerks. They joined
2: us today. You never see his wife, do you? He claims that they take his wife. They conveniently forget all about her.
1: Yeah, because he's married.
2: Yeah, nobody's fucking. him.
1: Yeah. That's well, why he, what's, what's, his, what's his wife's name? Derek. <laughs> that's
2: why <laughs> to, That's why he's always on the phone. All like, oh, he's always on the phone. What phone sex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> South Africa is known for its phone sex trade. Sudikov always sleeps with one eye open. Yeah. And his hand out, just in case Steve James wants to come in and pop his tadger into it. (laughs) (laughs) That way he doesn't have to wake
3: up. Joe, lie there with your hand out like that, and I'll come in. (laughs) I'll wank myself off using your hand. You don't even have to wake up. (laughs) I'm thinking of you, Joe. (laughs) I'd do anything for my friends. Thanks, Joe. Oh, that bend over. If I was doing it, I'd be like, waking me
2: up in the middle of the night, I'd karate chop him in the face.
1: Yeah, that shit don't fly with it, a ninja.
2: No, not with a Joe Armstrong ninja. What, they carry the TV across the road? What the fuck's that all about? Where did he get TV. that bike from?
4: Look at him. in the
2: denim. Every, everyone's just dressed like they're straight out of a 1980s music video.
4: Uh huh
2: now she is a good-looking prostitute it i mean that is many like that. that is high class that is right there he's got the popped collar he's rocking the boots look at that right there canadian tuxedo and the shades oh yeah someone's seen top gun <laughs> He had the look, though, didn't he, dudes? He did. Dude of coffee had the look. Look at this alleyway of ne'er-do-wells and that woman wearing a, uh, what are they called, those um, snuggies? He's sick.
1: <laughs> no,
2: there was a woman wearing a big... Where Where's he
1: strolling from?
2: <laughs> I'm a little sailor. I'm off to get the jam. Um These guys are great, aren't they? They're, they are proper Rentagoon hoods. <laughs> They just went to South Africa, they went, who's, who's your most renta guy? Oh, you'll, you'll be one in Jeff renta Now, I swear in this bit, he breaks about three people's arms, yet they show up late, like, that, he does an arm break there. That guy yeah. shows up later. Benny Hill. Yeah. <laughs> breaks his arm, he shows up later as well. Like, what, they all just recover from the arm breaks really quickly.
1: Maybe the film's set over six months...
2: Or it's just South African healthcare is the best in the world
1: Look at it, there's Shirley Shirley Valentine (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for a date (laughs) George Romero there
2: That's that's an in joke, nobody knows what the fuck Shirley Valentine (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Look at that, look at her boob tube Look at those earrings
1: Yeah (laughs) She's (laughs) what pe- <laughs> <Square>. She's <laughs> clearly a triangle.
2: What, what, what you don't know is she's actually a percussion player in a band. They've all got them.
1: She's got circles
2: on her. And she just, like, she plays the triangle in a band. <laughs> They've been up to some of the devil's business, as yeah, have no, they. they. <laughs> There's Popeye again. <laughs> Popeye and olive oil. Only, <laughs> uh, <laughs> only it looks like she's been drinking olive oil because she's put on some weight.
1: Glad you made me here, Joe. It's it's okay. less
2: less olive oil and more canola oil, Popeye and canola oil. Only
6: Jackson, you know about me, don't you?
2: You know about what I like to do with my hands at night. But I don't know why. You know about me and my wife and in inverted commas. <laughs> he's back. Yeah, where she is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's back. His arms fixed and everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because if that was me, I'd be like, I'm going down the hospital, It's really hurts.
2: He's like, you know this guy who took us out in the alleyway? Let's fight him one by one. (laughs) That'll work out for us, won't it? He's already got his hand bandaged up. Look, that guy. I've already hurt my wrist. Fuck it. Go after him. Maybe he
1: dislocated it.
2: We can attack him all at once, (laughs) but no, let's not bother. Let's do it one at a time. They were probably bringing the TV to this room because it doesn't seem to have one. No. Not much of a hotel, is it? I do like that move. That's a great kick. That's one way he's like, what are you doing, Joe? Well, we're thinking of knocking this wall out, so making it a whole like open plan thing. So I'm just going to kick him through the wall. I love this. He picks him up, drags him all. He could just throw him against that pillar again, but no. He picks him up, drags him all the way up. Oh, there we go. Another pillar. Conveniently placed.
6: The man who owns Blackbeard Island. (laughs)
2: Blackbeard <laughs> no, no, Blackbeard Island is owned by Lion. He goes, who's Lion? I'm not Lion. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> no, no, no. Who's Lion? I told you. I'm telling you the truth. We're talking about the guy called Lion. There's a guy called Lion? Yes. Is he lying? Probably. <laughs> it's very confusing. Why is his name not Ralph or something normal?
1: He's good friends of it's good friends of Mr. Kidding.
3: You no- kidding? No. <laughs> I'm lying. I'm not.
1: Oh
2: Spade. Killed, killed him with a broom handle. Yeah. That's a ninja move right there to hide to the side of the window and look through the curtain. That's yeah. what you, First That's almost like the first thing you're taught at Ninja Academy.
1: Yeah, you get sorted to- offered by an old lady who's a bit of a nosy <laughs> bitch. <laughs>
2: OK, so now we're going to do curtain and curtain peeking. It's a very important part of... Being a ninja. ninja. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to see you've shown up today, Dudikoff, and not your stunt double. Thank you for being here in person. We don't know why your stand-in was here earlier, but uh, we're glad you showed up. It shows great respect that you've actually yeah, decided he was to... Yeah, a bit of a prick. Yeah. Say a word. <laughs> he was. Steve James didn't want to be anywhere near him, but he's
1: happened to be in a two-shot with you now. And he's wearing a top now, Steve James, but it's unbuttoned. It's unbuttoned. And I don't want to get involved. Yeah, he's hiding kawatu in his stomach. That's why he's got a hat over it.
2: Oh, I thought he was he was fucking his helmet.
1: <laughs> he gets up and it's still there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, aroused <laughs> by, I'm aroused by your globe. <laughs> looks like a big boob. A big green boob. I like Star Trek. <laughs> what? You know, like the green ladies with the green boobs. Oh, I see. That's a great two-shot. They're, they're hoping that made the poster, aren't they? Yeah. That, that look. Steve James like,
3: I'm going to stand here with my hand on your shoulder. It's going to make the poster, I tell you.
2: <laughs> did it make the poster? No, you didn't make the poster.
3: Damn it!
1: I did not even think Steve James was on the poster.
2: I know, that's what I'm saying. Why don't I have my own franchise?
3: <laughs> Call it American... American James. Call it Mustache Ninja. Shirtless Ninja. <laughs> shirtless Ninja.
1: I'd watch that. I was, I'd watch Shirtless Ninja.
0: <laughs> They're
3: serving Ferrero Rocher, if you're interested. <laughs> Why with this Ferrero Roche, Governor,
2: you are spoiling us. <laughs> Dudikoff always looks like he's being shown something
3: confusing. He always looks like. The fucking script.
2: Yeah, he's like, can you run that by me again? Wait a minute. I'm who Armstrong? I'm, I'm a ninja? That doesn't seem right.
1: I guess two old women just there.
2: I also like the way his face, Dudikov's face, tapers off into a tiny point. <laughs> he's got a triangular face. Have you ever noticed?
1: Yes, yeah. Big Not flat top to and
2: a little. But yeah. This is a... Look at this big fucking pimp-daddy car right here.
1: That is huge, isn't it? It is. I wouldn't fancy driving that round my local car park.
2: Try try fitting that in the disabled space. (laughs) Steve James doesn't like being in marine uniforms. Although they have got more medals as marines, look. Yeah. But still exactly the same amount of medals. Steve James probably insisted that in his contract I
3: always what? have exactly the same amount of medals as Joe Armstrong
1: yeah you're a best soldier i have to... seen how he's come wife, believe, yes, do, look
3: at that yeah pet her I oh, love the two old English guys
2: Hello we own this place don't you know yeah it's yes. lovely. I'm going to go over here and take her roughly by the salad. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think it it, being South Africa and fucking hot, we wouldn't all be wearing three-piece suits, but uh, apparently we can put up with it.
3: We're English, we can do it. Fuck you.
2: Zidikov's like, I like that guy. He's funny. (laughs) Steve James on on the pussy hunt again?
1: Yeah, straight over to her.
2: He's like, I know you're like a man in uniform. Do you want to get into my uniform?
3: It's itching me, and I'd like to take my shirt off. It's funny, because I like a
2: lady in uniform. Would you put mine on, and I'll go
3: naked? Yeah,
1: I'll put your dress on. <laughs> that, that dress could just about fit Randy's cock.
2: <laughs> Look, the villain is the whitest man who's ever lived. <laughs> Donald of Trump. And just to, insinu- just to show how white he is, they've given him blonde hair and a white suit. Now, he would look camouflaged on a beach.
4: Yeah.
1: You wouldn't be able to see him.
2: He'd lie down in the sand, you'd walk right over him.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, that's 80s Trump. It is.
2: Is He certainly looks like a fart. Hot.
1: They're the bad guys.
2: Ah, Yeah, they're the bad guys. Uh, He's a drug (laughs) dealer and he's uh, sorting out a race of super ninjas. (laughs) Wow, you seem to know a lot. Yeah, well, I wasn't always a server, if you know what I mean. I was an American Ninja ten years before you two, you <laughs> imposters. <laughs> there's, there's a. Uh, um, uh... Is Robert Goulet? <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> I just saw um, Stanley again in the background.
4: Mm.
3: <laughs> he just walks past. Excelsior! <laughs> Marvel Comics presents American Ninja.
1: <laughs> Wow, she's
2: got some moves. She pushes that guy. Right over. I be mean, like, what kind of security guard is he? This woman in, I I like how she's bothered to put earrings on and a nice jacket just to come down here and smack this albino fuck. <laughs>
7: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
5: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary, boyd were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Take her into my bedroom and shave her. I like bold women. <laughs> She's got way too much hair, it's scary. Look at that yeah. Bella Emberg in the background there. Big floral dress. This is where you know that the uh, the head cheese is on their side.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. He's Take a- my car. Go
2: kick ass. He owns all the cars, then that guy, because the other car when they drove from the airport to his place was also his car.
1: Oh, he's, he's a car collector. He's a car
2: collector. They're probably still in that car right now. It's probably his as well. I'm gonna have a Snickers Crisper. Why not? Why not? It's been a long time since I had some confection while we were doing a commentary. It is. Do you have Snickers crispers in the UK? What
1: what, uh, what are they? They've
2: got, like, puff rice and caramel and shit in them. Nope. They're really good. They're perfect for watching American Ninja 2.
1: Eh, uh, well, there's not much that's not. They're bite-sized. Blind Beggars. The Biker's Alley.
2: That's a euphemism for arsehole. Yeah. Do you like it up the Biker's Alley? Oh, we all like it up the Biker's Alley.
1: Nunch, nunch, wink. He's definitely had it up the Biker's Alley. Old Eddie Van Halen there.
2: I like her shirt. And her spandex pants. Uh, ninja! She's a ninja.
1: So I get the feeling that cameraman liked her. He sort of focused on her a bit too much, didn't
2: he? I've got the feeling that this set was the only set they built for this movie. Yeah, I think so. I've been back to it three times. See? There's that guy with a broken hand again.
1: Yeah, he's got a rolling pin.
2: American Marines so hated the world over that even chefs gang up on them. (laughs) (laughs) It's very convenient. She's still being dragged about.
1: She's a bit hardcore, though. I do like her. Yeah, it's just a shame that uh, she's not uh, sexy.
2: Oh, I find her very attractive. (laughs) I love that line. Come on, you midgets. Come on. Steve James, no fear. Man without fear.
1: Yeah, he should have been Daredevil.
2: Yeah. I love this move. Mm. This is like a Hulk move coming up right now. (sighs) He loves it because he's already torn his tunic. Yeah, he's like, rip the top off me. That's a cheap table. Didn't go to Ikea for that one, did they? It's always good if you can get an old-style saloon brawl in a movie. Oh, yeah. Have some breakaway tables. Some banisters. It's all good. Steve James. I reckon Steve James wrote all his own dialogue.
1: I don't even think he was supposed to be in it. I think he just turned off. <laughs> Dudikoff said, do
2: you want to come down to South Africa spend some time on the beach? He's like,
3: I'm going to be in your movie. I'm going to write half of it. <laughs> I got this great line about if you want to be a big man, you have to eat like a baby. I'm just going to say it. What mm. does that even mean? I don't know. I'm just going to say it.
4: <laughs>
2: I love it. Can you imagine him and Fred Williamson in a movie together? Would have been, been so good. Heaven. Would have been awesome. What's incredible is Michael Dudikoff really did that bit. It's like, I don't, what I don't understand, Dudikoff, is you have your stunt double do talking scenes where you just stood in a room, but then you were perfectly happy to fling yourself off back, backwards onto a table.
1: Yeah, and Steve I, James actually did that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I find talking a lot harder than flying and breaking my back. She's a bit of all right. She should have been the leading lady. Yeah. I don't get it. He waited for that.
1: He's kind of funny. I like him. He's got his own little thing going on. He is like the Ryan Reynolds of American Ninja. Well, he's,
2: he's kind of like um, the Paul Riser in um, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is not my office. It's kind of that guy. That's what I like about him. Mm. You're vaping again. I can hear you. Mm. Vaping away like a big old vapor with your vaping train with your vaping attachments. He's
1: loving this, isn't he? He's just coming up with all this shit. Yeah, I First, don't even think he was supposed to be in it either. I think it was just Malcolm Dudikoff.
2: Furstenberg's just asleep behind the camera. They're no, like, should yeah, we wake do what him you up? I'll no, fuck all the film runs out. <laughs> <laughs> Steve James is like, look, I'm taking this tunic off one arm at a time. Now, this is where we're meant to see that this guy, like, is he's the real ninja, but even him, I mean, not very impressive.
1: On. No.
2: They all got baggy suits, though, haven't they?
1: Nothing said bad guy like a lazy eye, did it, in the 80s.
2: I'm surprised Forrest Whitaker
1: didn't get more work.
2: <laughs> I love that they're just stealing bits of his car. I get $10 for this! <laughs> <laughs> I go down and buy hot dogs.
1: What they've actually done is, it's like they've not told Steve James that they're acting. Yeah. He's just like, he thinks they're really being attacked in a bar.
2: Yeah. Well, they were. Isaac Hayes. They hate
1: Americans in South Africa.
2: See, you can't see him in the background right away if it wasn't for his sunglasses. (laughs) He'd be completely camouflaged against that wall.
3: Oh, look, your car's been a bit dinged. Holy shit. I was going to ask if I could borrow it cause I wanted to do my wife
2: in the back. In the back and in the back of your car. <laughs> uh, so, should we answer some more questions? Of course, of course. Uh, so, uh, Mark Burns asks, as both of you and myself like going to conventions, who is your dream guest? Meaning, out of anyone, who would you like to meet? As I've met most of mine, I'd say John Carpenter is next on my list.
1: That's a good one, John Carpenter. it would be high on my list, John Carpenter. He'd be
2: very high on my list. He'd be very high, because John Carpenter didn't give a shit anymore. <coughs> um, I'd, I'd like to meet any of my action icons. I mean, I know we've spoken to him, but I'd love to meet Fred Williamson. Yes.
3: Um...
2: I'd, I'd love to meet, um, Stallone.
1: Yeah, I'd like to meet Stallone.
2: Um, I'd like to meet the guy who plays Surge from
1: Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> <laughs> you live in New York, just go down to any restaurant. You might be serving.
2: Yeah. Um, I, who else would I like? I'd like to meet Clint Howard. Yeah. I've got, got a crush on him. Um, I, I would have loved to have met Steve James and Michael yes, Budikoff would back have been in good. the day. That would have been good.
1: I'd like to meet Robert Rodriguez.
2: Um, I'd like to meet Quentin Tarantino and punch him. <laughs> um, ladies-wise, who would I like to meet? I've already met Pam Anyone? Greer and Cynthia Rothrock. Allowed <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to meet any ladies, please. Um... I don't know, ladies wise.
1: Hmm, ladies, ladies, ladies. Helen Mirren. Yes. I'd like to meet Helen Mirren. I want that man. My kids met Helen the Bonham Carter the last week. Did they? Yeah, in London. That's a shame. And she was there with <laughs> Tim Burton.
2: <laughs> really? Hmm? And did they meet Tim Burton as
1: well? Yeah, well, he's in the same room. Okay. Did they actually go over and talk to Helen the Bonham Carter? No, because my wife, yeah, Claire, was a bit too scared to go and talk to her. I wouldn't be too scared to go talk to her. Well, I, no, I might
2: I've... be scared that her and Burton might talk weird at me.
1: I'd, I'd have had to go and got a pitch taken with Tim Burton. I imagine I if
2: that. you go over to them, you just hear plinkety plink, plinkety plink, plinkety <laughs> plink, 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 plink. Like I just imagine Danny Elfman just emanates from whatever clothes they're wearing. That's what I just yeah, imagine.
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I'd be looking <laughs> everywhere like for I just,
1: somebody who's got like weird plasticine on the face and going, "Is that Johnny Depp?"
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I'd quite. I'd like to meet any member of Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Terry Gilliam, so I mean that counts, I guess. Um, who else? I'd like to meet a lot of people. Uh,
1: Robert De Niro. I'd like to meet Robert De Niro. Uh, Al Pacino.
2: Michelle Rodriguez i'd like to meet her susan sarandon i'd like to meet her i don't know why but i just would
1: um clint eastwood i'd love to meet clint eastwood would you okay
2: interesting interesting um yeah i mean really anybody I, i just i like just meeting people uh i met tim ross so i wouldn't mind meeting gary oldman that would be good. Anyway, we could do this all day. We'll come up with some more later. Um, Dean Garman asks, have you ever watched a film and thought, man, I wish those guys were my friends? If so, which film? American Ninja 2. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I wish uh Joe Armstrong and... Uh, 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 what's his name? Jackson were my friends.
1: Yeah, I wish they were my friends. Uh, uh, the
2: Expendables?
1: Yeah. I wish uh, they Bert were Lancaster my friends. Lancaster in The Professionals. I wish he was my friend.
2: Um, uh, Evil Dead 2. Well, no, just Army of Darkness, actually. Uh, no, scratch that. Baba Hotep. I wish yeah. I was hanging out with uh, Ozzy Davis and Bruce Campbell as old Elvis and JFK. That would be awesome. Uh, But that's another good question, like we could talk there's the face rip for anyone uh, wanting to see Um, but uh, that's another good question I like uh, Mark Burns, I like that question, I like Dean Garman's question, two cracking
1: questions I think. They're very good questions
2: Um, The A-Team not the movie but the TV series Yeah Um, Yeah, That must have had that So Paul Adonis Rawlings writes, why in your opinion is JCVD making terrible movies now?
3: Um. Well, I mean,
2: uh, I don't think he is. I, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's making terrible movies. I think there was a period of time where he was making terrible movies. There definitely was a period of time where he was making really, really, really bad movies. I think now he's just making whatever movies he can make. You know what I mean? Or like they'll put him in. You know what I mean?
1: I don't think he's making. I don't think he's making. Too I mean, the of of
2: Flesh* wasn't the worst thing I'd ever seen. No, actually, what? The worst what thing I'd ever de- seen him in was Derailed. I think he went through, like, a really shitty period. Sort oh, of definitely.
1: In the early 2000s. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: but now, uh, I don't... I think it's all right.
1: I, I tell you what film I really like him in. Mean, uh, six Bullets.
2: Yeah, that was good.
7: Shelter. We- In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
5: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where are you
1: you getting these questions from,
2: anyway? I'm getting these questions from uh, my Facebook profile. Okay. I, I I posted a question on there. I know we've got some in the group, which I'll let you do in a minute. But I'm getting these off my... I I don't think he is making terrible movies. I mean, he's not making as many as he was, and they're not as action-heavy as they were. But I kind of like his movies from the last five years, I think. All right. Um, Jason Ritter, we asked, answered that one, but he also asked the second one. Also, what would the first episode of the Taken prequel show be? Yeah, we've had an announcement that Taken is now becoming a TV show. And this is another trend, along with our rated stuff. Like... Not everything has to be a TV show. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck no. making everything a TV show. Rocky's going to be... Or Rambo's going to be a TV show. And fucking Taken's going to be a TV show. And all the way... Like, he's all... We've already had three movies. And the plot was stretched after the first one. Like, <laughs> um, I imagine the prequel show is going to be him doing his uh, um, agency work with his buddies back in the day. But, like... That's just why to just gen- make
1: that a TV show? Why do you have to lump the Taken thing onto it? Yeah, because it's
2: not going to be Neeson, is it? So...
1: Mm, I'm not too fussed about saying it.
2: My thing is, like, the Transporter TV series didn't work, so why the fuck
1: would you do a Taken series? It always seems TV to be series. Luke Besson trying it, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Not interested. I think by about the fifth show, when his second cousin, Twice Removed, has been taken, you probably... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, how many people can get taken in this family?
1: Uh, it's like Deadpool says. You know, you've got to wonder if he's just a really bad parent.
2: Yeah, look out, Brian Mills. Your Auntie Nora's been taken. Oh, not Auntie Nora. Fine, I'll Not go Auntie her. Nora. She not was Auntie my
1: favourite Auntie She's Nora. She's a
2: fucking, fucking cunt. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about that, Jason Ritter. CJ Jones writes, what do you think will happen next with the Bond franchise now that rumours of Daniel Craig leaving look more likely... Do you think it will go down a lighter route with more comedy or do you think it will continue to be bond esque Who would you next modern Bond be and why? No joke answers on this one. Legitimate current actors. Um, I honestly have to say that after the Daniel Craig era, I care less and less and less for the Bond franchise and I'd almost be willing to let it die on the vine, to be honest. Um, If I had to pick a way for it to continue... You know, everyone says Idris Elba. I'm not against a black guy being Bond, but I just don't like Idris I don't think Idris Elba has proven in any movie or action movie that he should be Bond, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think he'd be a good Bond anyway. Um, and I do see that as sort of, sort of like pandering to what's it everything.
2: No, I don't mind like a different ethnic ethnicity Bond because they've already proven with Craig that Craig was not the same James Bond that we've been watching for years. Like, it was almost like James Bond was the, um... The, the code name that he took
1: on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't really like H.S. Alba, so... It, I'm not too worried about I don't like Alba. him.
2: I mean, I would like... I would go for a Clive Owen Bond... Uh, I would go for a Jason Statham Bond. I would even go back to a Dalton Bond, legitimately, and like an old man Bond. Mm. Um, in terms of like, uh, are there any other younger British actors? I mean, Scott Atkins.
1: I'd Scott Atkins. I tell you, if you get, if you if you really want to change it to a black Bond, then go for the lad who's in the uh, Star Wars film, John Boyega. He can do action. He'd a be bit. good. And he can in his uh, he can handle that like, the comedy side of it as well. I really I was impressed by him in Star Wars, so okay. Him, uh I don't know many other English actors of that kind of age group, you know what I mean? I saw that Tom Hiddleston's been
2: Oh uh, <laughs> next they'll be saying Bendy Dick Cabbage Patch. I don't want him either.
1: Oh, it won't be him.
2: Fucking Tom Hiddleston. Just just I stop I, him. I think
1: I wouldn't mind. I would like mine. Kenneth
2: Branagh as Bond. That's what I want. Kenneth Branagh as Bond.
1: Yeah. I think he the fastbender. I think he'd be a good Bond. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be a good Bond. I thought he was I thought he was quite a good Bond in X-Men Fusion first class in that scene in Brazil. I think he could handle it.
2: Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, all right.
1: Or just go for a completely fucking known person.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd go for that as well.
1: Um, but I'd like Scott Atkins to do it. I, so. I mean, I
2: think if if you're gonna okay, so let's talk more about like the the vibe or the mood, like how we would want it to continue. I don't think it necessarily. Like, I would like it to, if it if it if Bond has to continue, right? And I'm not that thrilled either way. If Bond continues, I want it to be Bond. Like, I want the gadgets, I want the girls, I want the cars, I want the amazing stunts. Like, I want it to be Bond. Enough of this trying to make it realistic and blah, 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 blah. Because they're not realistic. Spectre wasn't fucking realistic. And none of them, like, it was all bullshit. This whole, like, we're going to make him dark and edgy and realistic. No, you're not. You're just going to make the movies you want to make and not make Bond movies. And that's what frustrated me. Like, say what you like about Pierce Brosnan movies, and most of them were shit, but they were at least Bond movies. Do
1: you know what I mean? I don't mind. I didn't mind Pierce Brosnan's Bond. I really didn't. I like some of
2: them. My problem with Daniel Craig is he's not James Bond. That's my problem. So my my wish, if they whoever they pick, and I don't care who they pick, but it has to be Bond. I want one-liners. I want girls. I want guns. I want gadgets. I want cars, and I want stunts we haven't seen before, like they used to do. And and I, I and that's what I want. Um, and I don't want it to be dark and edgy. And uh, you've got one or two storylines you can do. He can either go after the people in Spectre or Quantum or whatever you want to call it and go after corporations that are trying to take over the world or have him do what he always did against the Russians and actually fight terrorism because that's the only other fucking war that's going on at the moment. So either have him fight in the Middle East like Bombwood would anyway or have him fight uh, Quantum or Spectre or whatever being corporations trying to take over the world. But, But enough of, like, the Mendez-Craig way of doing things, I've had enough, and if they're going to continue that way, I'm
1: not interested. Mm. I think, personally, and I know another thing that goes against Edris Elba, is well, he's, about, he's about the same age as Daniel Craig anyway. Yeah. So, what, he's going to be good for, like, a, two films, probably one film?
2: Yeah, I mean, so I what, just what, don't what... see him doing
1: the action. I just don't... Get, get a young actor in... Who wants to play the role, who commits to doing quite a few films, so we have the same bond for the next twenty years. Get a get a twenty year get a twenty six year old in and just have the same actor for the next few films.
2: And I think if if you're gonna I think if you're gonna go the Scott Atkins route, then uh, along with all the gadgets and stuff, like his fight. I think you have to go the martial arts route and you have to say, OK, he's a modern Bond, so he's going to be proficient in martial arts and you have some raid-style action in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, I, don't th- I think he'll watch it. I think Daniel Craig will do another one anyway. Yeah. All the talk of him not doing it is probably just... It's either just talk to get Bond in the papers... Yeah. ..or it's him wanting more money. And if he wants more money, they'll give it to him.
2: Yeah, I like so. how we've got... Can you see there, we've got Fat Scarface on the right <laughs> to the yeah. albino. You've got Fat Scarface. You've got Hipster Villain, because he's not wearing a tie. And then you've got a um, man from Fancy Island. Look. And then uh, the bearded guy from the beginning of Dawn of the Dead to the left. And look at that guy <laughs> with the little hit, the moustache and the gun. He's great. Uh, Mullet hood in the background. Look at him, Fat Scarface. Fatty, fatty Scarface. <laughs> He's the King and I, look. He's just dressed like your Brenner in the King and I, isn't he?
1: Yeah.
3: I always wanted to be on stage like your Brenner. What is the problem with Anna?
2: None of them are facing the same way. That they're all... It's funny. Look, you've got Ginger... Look, who's the Ginger kid in the background?
4: <laughs>
2: Great. They've, they've just gone for black and red. That's unimaginative. Yeah, the, the
3: villain that, in the first one... I like one.
2: that. It is very... Head yellow and blue.
3: My favourite thing is raspberry with dark chocolate. So I've got black and red ninjas.
2: Um, and I don't know who the grey people are. I don't know whether, whether they're what, what they are. I don't know. They're not ninjas. And they're just
1: there to be killed. Just there, aren't they?
2: Um, so, yeah, I don't, look, I don't know enough 30-something, 20-something English actors. I just don't. I just don't think there's, like, any good people emerging right now. I really don't. Like, what are we going to have? Fucking Daniel Radcliffe was Bond? Like, fuck off. Like, I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: you definitely picked Ron.
2: A ginger Bond. Can you imagine it? Why not? Why not? Um, See, honestly, Jonesy, I really don't know. My only feeling is I'd like Bond to go back to being Bond. And whatever that means to you. I mean, to me, it means somewhere between uh, Goldfinger, Live and Let Die, and (laughs) Licence to Kill. Like, somewhere in there is your formula for Bond, those three movies. I'm
1: going to put this out here now. I'm available for the next 15 years. Right.
2: Docker's Bond. I would go
1: for that. I I'll would go get, for I'll that. I'll be for it.
2: And he says no joke answers, and I'm not joking. I'm not joking. And, I, look, and again, I'd like to repeat, I've got no problem with a black Bond, an Indian Bond, a uh, just... Polish Bond, like, it doesn't matter. Like we've Oh, had
1: a... don't be stupid. Not a Polish.
2: <laughs> we've had, we've <laughs> had a Scottish one, an Irish one, an a Australian one, like... You know, I really don't care.
1: Like I I don't mind the thought of it. It's just it seems like something they've done just to sort of, so everybody can go. Yeah, we're well, racist if you say no. And it's kind of like, right. no, no, no. no,
2: no. It's got to be the right actor for the job. It's like the R-rated thing, right? You've got to make the movie you want to make, and then let them rate it the way they want to rate yeah. it. Yeah. And... Because like
1: I say, I would definitely pick the lad from Star Wars. Right. If they if they wanted if they wanted to go with pick the, Black the
2: right actor.
1: That's always I tell saying. you what. If you're going to pick a Bond, why not just get the lad from Kingsman to play Bond? I liked him.
2: Yeah, right. that would be Why good. not
1: just get him to play Bond and say, right, you're going to be our Bond for the next 20 years?
2: Eggie or whatever his name was.
1: Yeah. I get him, him to do it. There you go. Job done. And yeah. get Matthew Vaughan to fucking direct them.
2: Yeah, get like get someone with some... Like, fuck Mendez and, his, and the Nolans of the world. Like, fuck all these pretentious fucking thinky twats. Like, I want someone with a bit of fun and a bit of balls and a bit of enjoyment and a bit of passion and a bit of fucking heart. Like, that's what I want in my Bond movies, you know what I mean? Ugh. Oy vey. Anyway, Mark Burns asks, it's Oscar night in a few hours. What are your Mad predictions? Max. Do either of you care? Uh, I don't... I mean, I... To be honest, I have not looked at anything in the lead-up to the Oscars whatsoever. I really haven't. Um, the
1: only the only thing I want with the Oscars is I want Sylvester trying to win... Best supporting. Yeah, I do. I want that. I want that. Definitely. Max to win best film. I definitely want. Definitely, definitely, definitely want George Miller to win best director.
2: Yeah, like let's have a look. What we got? Nominees Uh, for best picture. What are they? What are they doing?
1: The Revenant. Mad Max why are
2: they just, what, what's, what's going on here I just want to see the listings why are they this Oscar website is a fucking piece of shit it's a piece of shit I tell thee don't want that what is that uh, what we got um, Big Short no Bridge of Spies no Brooklyn no Mad Max no uh, yes um, Martian no Revenant no Room no Spotlight no uh, Mad Max then for best movie acting a leading role
7: Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need
6: parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The Professional Parts People. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Uh,
2: Give it to DiCaprio. Just fucking give it to DiCaprio. Like,
6: Yep,
1: I agree with you on
2: that. Fuck that. I mean, Redmayne will probably win it. Fuck
3: him. I hope not. I pay a girl. Look at me. Yes. I an actress as well as actor. <laughs> I put on well, lipstick and a dress. Oh. Oh, yeah, I only make films for rewards. Uh, I tell
1: you what, if he gets Bond, I'm gonna fuck him personally. Yeah. Fuck, fuck him. Uh, yeah. a-
2: actress in a leading role. Uh, none of them. No Literally restrained. none of them.
1: I know, um, she's not, I know she's not nominated. It, but should, have been,
2: it, sh- it should have been <laughs> It should have been um Charlie Run from Mad Max. Clearly the best female performance of the year. Yep. I haven't even seen any of these movies. Kate Blanchett and Carol, who watched that movie? No, I guarantee nobody has ever seen that movie. That movie <laughs> hasn't been seen by a single person. Yeah, Bre- but
1: you've got to have Kate Blanchett on the list. <laughs>
2: She is, she is the modern Meryl Streep. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: Brie Larson in Room. Nobody watched that, and I've met Brie Larson, and she's a tit. Fuck her. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence already won one. Like, don't nominate people again. They've already won one, and she's like twelve. She's got forty more years to win one again. Um, Sasha Ronan. I didn't see Brooklyn. I've no. Again, another movie like nobody. What like carol room joy brookton did they just pick pretentious movies with one word titles like fuck that fuck all those people none of them win charlotte rampling if you have to give anyone because she's had a whole career and she hadn't won one to give it to rampling yeah that's that's what i'm gonna say um actor in a supporting role sylvester stallone uh actress in a supporting role give it to jennifer jason lee has she ever won one
1: no. Yeah, give it Yeah, away. I want her to win for Hateful Eight. She was good in the Hateful Eight. I did enjoy Hateful Eight. Uh,
4: um,
2: animated, don't care. Inside Out. Cinematography, Mad Max. Done. Uh, costume design, uh, Mad Max. Uh, directing, Mad Max. Documentary, Mad Max. Mad Max.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if it's got Mad Max as the nominees, that should win it.
2: Yeah. What's, I mean, what's hilarious is, when asked, uh, should they have a stuntman Oscars, because obviously that has now come back into... The, not only has the, the black thing come up, because there hasn't been any African-Americans nominated, even when you had some uh, um, African-American movies out this year um, that were very successful, uh, like um, uh, Compton and um, uh, Creed. Uh, Michael B. Jordan wasn't nominated, and the actress in that wasn't nominated either. Um, they they said with the Stuntman Oscar thing, they were like, Oh, um the Oscar uh, Academy said if we added Stuntman Oscar we would have to remove another
1: Oscar, right? So I would
2: say ta- No no. I would get rid of documentary short subject. It's not needed. <laughs> Just documentary. Boom. Done. It doesn't need feature and short subject. We don't uh, like Fuck, get rid of short subject. Not needed. Boom. Stuntman Oscar. I'm making it more exciting. Because I guarantee nobody on the planet has seen Body Team 12, Chow (laughs) Beyond the Lines, Last Day of Freedom, Claude Landsman, and a girl in whatever it is. No one's seen it. Nobody cares. Get rid of that. It's all box. Put in the Stuntman Oscar and give it to everybody on Mad Max. Next. (laughs) That's it. Film editing. Mad Max, uh, or The Revenant. I've not seen it, but I imagine there's probably some editing involved in it. Foreign language film, probably scrap that as well, because I guarantee that nobody's watched any of them either. Um, put in a second stunt. Stuntman, short feature, um, the making of Mad Max. See how this works? It's great. Makeup and hairstyling, Mad Max. Uh- Music, original score... Uh, Would H- it be
1: awesome if they came out Chris Rogers comes out and he just goes... Mad Max. He just goes, Mad Max has won everything <laughs> to go home.
2: <laughs> it's not going to be a four-hour Oscars this year. It's just going to be 30 seconds. The answer is Mad Max. Next. OK, music, original score, Hateful Eight, just because I'd love to see um, uh, Morricone get it. Yeah. Uh, John Williams, uh, but he's probably won before, Any? not
1: he? Um, he may have done, but the score's not as good. You
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, music original song none of these. I'm going to go on so the record. and say Absolutely none of them. Um, t- no, none of those songs at all. I can't even think of a song that I would have, but none of those. Mad Max.
1: Mad you know, Max. That bit where he's on the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i be like, yeah.
2: He'd have that bit. I like how on this tour, I'm going back to American Ninja quickly. I like how on this tour of the facility, the ninjas blend right in again. You're yeah. just, they're just there and they're like, uh, why are there two ninjas there? Oh, no, we're just gonna, they're just coming on the tour with us. Is that usual? He's got a big file of pee there. This is where the movie gets a bit bizarre because he's making robotic uh, cyborg ninjas.
1: Yeah, can't you just tell that while this guy was writing the script, he did some acid? <laughs>
2: He's like, ninjas, American ninjas, ninjas, American ninjas, take your shirt off Steve James, uh, comedy bit with a uh, marine guy, barb barbarol, ninjas, ninjas, super ninjas with metal in their bones and fucking, <laughs> he's just like, oh, I've had this idea about super ninjas and they're all in like an Iron Man type caskets. Um, yeah. But we, again, you set up super ninjas, they never fight them. No, no,
1: no, just set up. This just set up. We'll use that for the sequel. Uh,
2: short film, animated again, not not needed. Get rid of it. Uh, production design, Mad Max, because um, you can't get better than that. Short film, live action, again, get rid of it. Nobody cares. All these you get rid of and just put in stunt, right?
1: Yeah, and i suppose it's, it's not. a it's not catering. <laughs> fucking Oscar,
2: <laughs> best. Best hats of the movie, or, uh, sorry, yeah. Um, dental work done on Oscars. Um, piles of cocaine dragged from Leonardo DiCaprio's trailer. Uh, sound mixing, again, not, not
1: needed. Just have Who sa- notices the sound mixing in a film?
2: Just have sound editing as one thing. Don't make it two things, just one thing. Visual effects, Mad Max. Uh, it'll probably go to Star Wars, but Mad Max. Um, writing, uh, The Big Short, uh, or The Martian, but none of the other ones. Uh, writing, original screenplay, straight out of Compton, because it's the only one it was nominated for, and it should at least win something.
1: Um... I've not seen it. Have you seen it?
2: I've not seen it, but it should win something just because it should win something, because it's not been nominated for anything else, and it should have been. I would have put Creed in there, because I thought Creed was fucking awesome. Uh, I thought it was definitely better than fucking um, Inside Out or Bridge of Spies. Inside Out was a fun movie, but it wasn't a great script. Yeah, it's uh, got Bing Bong in it. Bing Bong in it, yeah. Uh, Grant Knox says, should I buy the st- Bond steel books and stop pissing about? To which Mark Burns says, yes, just do it or you'll regret it. Or just go down to your local Tesco's and get the Blu-ray box set for 70 quid. That's the problem, Mark. This is Grant's reply. I've already got the 50th anniversary Blu-ray box set. So he wants to buy the Steelbooks on top of that? No, I don't think so. I think... I don't get the whole Steelbooks thing. You get it more than I do. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think if you, if you desperately want to get them... If you desperately want to get them, just get them. If you're a collector. But if he's already got the box set, does he really need them? Well, if you're a bomb collector,
2: then Yeah. <laughs> But he's already got the Blu-ray box set.
1: Yeah, no, but you know it's something to—it's uh, something to do, isn't it? Oh
2: look, he used his ninja magic that his old grandfather taught him to change outfits. It's the only time he uses magic. Like, if he has magic, why doesn't he just magically kill everybody, or I don't know, magically appear in a girl's locker room and look at them all nude in the shower? But no, no, now it's...
1: you're talking. That's ins- my kind of magic.
2: Instead, he uses his magic to change clothes. Bit lazy, oh, really.
1: Right. We we got a question on the messages on the Doctor Action page. Okay, go ahead. I I got a question. This is from Sean Eddie. Hi, I got a question for your next podcast. Are there any action films you th- two think are too sacred for our trick for our treatment? Thank you. Cheers.
2: Yeah, I think we already decided that, like, uh, the, Blood, The Rambo's. Um...
1: Well, the first Rambo. Right. I could do the others. I couldn't do the first one.
2: Yeah. Um I mean probably not. We've done Terminator and stuff. Yeah,
1: I, ju- I don't uh,
2: know. We we've done Commando.
1: Yeah, I not no, I think with the first Rambo though, I think it's more of a ser- serious drama.
2: Yeah, I couldn't do the first
1: Rambo. No, but uh, at no else point, is fair game. at
2: no point in the first Rambo does he throw down a flash bomb and change his clothes instantly using ninja magic.
1: Yeah, that's what he's missing. There is missing now We've um, never done a Rambo film. We should do a Rambo film next.
2: We should do Rambo two, maybe or Rambo three.
1: Rambo three. Um,
2: I probably wouldn't this. do Rambo four either because it's a bit too violent and brutal. Also, it's not eighties and nineties, but no, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit too serious. I think. Uh, Rambo 4. Okay, so do you want to read out the questions that were on the group page, then?
1: Let me find them.
2: If not, I can. There's only about four or five of them. This is taking us through the whole commentary. I hope people don't mind that. I I do keep trying to duck duck back into the commentary, but...
1: Yeah, you you put them up, dude, because I can't... Wait now, it's alright, Wait there. It's alright. I've got I've got it. I've got it. Oh, do you know
2: what's interesting about this this bit at the end of the movie is that essentially, normally you have the guy with the white hat ride in and attack the guy in the black hat, right? That's how it Mm. works in westerns. In this, all these guys in black uniforms, or or rather, Michael Dudikoff in the black uniform, is against this albino fuck in the white suit.
1: Yeah, see? Turning conventions on its head.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, It's almost like Lars von Trier wrote it. Uh... See, now, you said earlier that you prefer American Ninja 2 to American Ninja 1. I-, I have to respectfully disagree because you don't get Steve James in a fucking truck with a machine gun on the back of it. Well, I suppose, yeah, you're, you're right about that. I do love that final fight. Where on... the
1: fuck is Steve James at the minute, He's anyway. coming in. He's coming oh, in. Oh,
2: there he is. The, D- the, 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 the D-Day
1: landings. OK, right, I've got Again, the he's barely wearing clothing. Andrew Buckley, what's the subject movie? Well, I told, told him. He him he never,
2: never, never wrote a question after that,
1: then. No, Grant Nark, we've, we've already uh that. That's the same that. question, is it? All right. Yeah, I've uh, oh, already done the Twatty Critic. Not that you're a Twatty. No, no, but no, the, but the, I
2: think he wanted to know, like, what the Twatty Critic would pick for the Oscars. Well,
1: that'd be all fucking Cate Blanchett. <laughs> it
2: would be anything fe- featuring um Sir, Sir Ronan and Kate and Blanchett. And yes. And that—that's it. Would it, it, he wouldn't pick Mad Max, but oh, he would uh, pick we're, anything we're, that we're, would, we're, would, we're, would remind him of um, Jacques Tati's
1: Mononc. Uh, Tyler Barger, favorite hard art action movie: eighties, nineties, or recent? Recent, I'd say *John Wick*. Nineties, hard boiled.
2: Uh, favorite hard art action movie? I mean, I like all of them. I don't really have a favorite. I mean, I love the *Expendables*. I love Rambo 4, I like John Wick, I like the Equalizer.
1: Equalizer, brilliant.
2: And then back in the day, I liked Cobra, I liked Commando. Commando. I liked any of the Rambos.
6: Tax day is coming. Oh, no.
2: Uh, the yeah, first, like, four Steven Seagal movies are
1: great. Oh, Mark for Death. First,
2: like, four or five of them are great. Um, yeah, any of those.
1: Mark Burns, favourite film of the year so far? I haven't had one. I thought, it was, I thought it was Joy.
2: <laughs> Never saw it. Um, <laughs> I haven't had one. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen any movie this year that's really, like... I mean... Was Creed Creed was last year, wasn't it?
1: For you, yeah. Yeah. For me, favourite film of the year so far is Deadpool, for me.
2: I mean if I had to pick one, what have I watched this year that has been out this year?
1: Um See most of yours came out last year, so I got the hateful eight. That was last year.
4: Yep.
2: Yeah. I'm just looking. I haven't been to see many. Um I went to see Deadpool, I went to see Hail Caesar. Um I went to see. I haven't been to see many this year. I have been. I, I honestly haven't been to see any this year, apart from like, like brand new ones, *Hail Caesar* and *Deadpool*. have been really it. I've been to the cinema a lot, but it's all been to see retro movies.
1: Ah, I see.
2: And out of those two, while I really did enjoy Deadpool, and this isn't, like, any word against it, it would probably be Hail Caesar.
1: Yeah? Yeah. It's personal opinion, dude? Um,
2: I don't know if you count it as this year, because it's been out a while in festivals, but I saw John Fallon's The Shelter, starring Michael Pere, which was a yeah. little... You can read my review of that over on the website, aftermoviediner.com. Um... And that was all right. But Hail Caesar, probably. Yeah? Yeah. Cool.
1: Uh, David Brighton. By what percentage would any film improve with the addition of Ninjas? Just for example, I'm pretty sure Citizen Kane would it be at least 40% better. The Ninja was probably responsible for his death and could come and finish the job at least half an hour sooner. I would say
2: all movies are improved... 90% by ninjas
1: I'd say so because if not this film will be called American 2
2: right and ima- like, like that would just be a movie about Americans
1: yeah but, but you look you put ninja
2: if, right like let's go through for example the Oscar movies right Enjoy the big, ninja the big short better with ninjas yeah right because if halfway through the big short a ninja army came in and beat up all the bankers and shot them in the face Better movie. Bridge Mm. of Spies. Better with ninjas. Brooklyn ninjas. Better with ninjas. Brooklyn ninja. Sousa Ronan has to go up against a whole band of ninjas wearing nothing but some metal booby armour. The Martian. He lands on Mars. There are Mars ninjas. Yes. Better movie. The Revenant. They land in America. There are American ninjas. Or Native American ninjas? Native American ninjas, N-A-Ns.
4: Yeah, Better.
2: Room, Brie Larson feeds her children to ninjas. Better. And in Spotlight, ninjas go after the priests who are touching the children. Better movie, instantly. Michael Keaton is a ninja, better movie, instantly. Uh, All of them are, are... Trumbo, better if it's about Bryan Cranston writing a story about ninjas. Steve Jobs, if ninjas break into the Apple showroom and steal all the iPods. Better movie. The only movie that is, isn't improved by uh, uh, ninjas is the Danish girl starring Eddie Redmayne, because I'm pretty sure nothing could make that any good at all, because it's so bad.
1: It would, if there was a an ninja in it and it killed Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah,
2: if in the first 30 seconds a ninja broke in through the window and strangled him with his own scarf, that would win. Uh, Kate Blanchett, Carol, don't know what it's about, better with ninjas. I'm just... Yeah, everything's better with ninjas. I'm not even going to yeah. carry on. Yeah, better with ninjas.
1: That, and Mad Max like, Fury Road is yeah. awesome, but if you put a ninja in there... Yeah. It's even better.
2: It's even better. A robo future ninja. Look at Steve James in this bit. Shirtless. He's badass. He is really badass. Look at that double kick thing. I think... I think this is Steve James's movie. I think this is more... American Ninja 2 is more Steve James's movie than it is Dudakov's movie. That's yeah, I think you... Dude, are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm there, yeah. Oh, OK. What? You, no, I, I was just... I was just uh, marveling at the way he was cracking that mother's neck.
2: Yeah. Because I'm less interested in this fight than I am Steve James taking on a whole bunch of people. That's a bit cheating. Oops. He had a, shot, a sawn-off <laughs> shotgun up his ass. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: ninja shotgun.
2: Oh, he shot his own ninja. Never shoot your own ninja. First rule of ninja school. Would
1: you do that? Would you seriously go climbing when somebody's got a shotgun? Yeah, probably the only thing I would do. Surfing. I'd be running down that door.
2: I would run at him. Yeah. Because if you hugged him, he couldn't shoot you with a shotgun. It's too long. It's like if someone's got a bazooka, run at them. Don't run away from them, because then you're at a further distance. But if you run at them and hug them. I wouldn't drag a sword across my... East cut hand there.
1: He's cut his hand there. <laughs>
2: <them bones> <laughs> Not very sharp, are they, if you can do that? Look at all this titting about. Come on. We did miss my favourite line of dialogue in this whole movie, though. And that's when Captain Wild Bill, the, the guy with the gay porn moustache, says, "You're really, it's really all getting on my tits now. <laughs> that's my favourite line in this movie. We missed it earlier. But I think we had a lot of great questions. I really that. I, that I would like that. I would like questions like that again for future episodes. People like questions, and they like us answering them, I
1: think. Yes, because we're, uh, we're the fountains of knowledge on everything.
2: Well, especially on action movies. See, this is all just build-up, and I don't think it's a great payoff. He just runs at him, slices him, you know what I mean? It's just... Unless he's going to cut him in half, and then, like...
1: That'd be fucking awesome.
2: If he cut him in half, and then used his own feet to beat his head to a pulp, that would be amazing. Either that, or if, as he sliced him, Kill Bill style, a geyser of
1: blood came out. Yeah, all over a... Uh
3: she rubbed it all over her tits <laughs>
1: <laughs> I it why you reckon she's fit
2: I think it should have been Judy Aronson again I like her from the first movie
1: or Andrews. <laughs> Julie Andrews Judy Andrews
2: the hills are alive with the sound of ninjas again ninjas make the sound of music better
1: yes they do Instead of being instead, pursued by Nazis, yeah. ninjas.
2: No, what if, instead of escaping across the Alps singing a dainty little song from Nazis, Julie Andrews turned into a ninja and went after Nazis?
1: Well, you've got an instinct classic there, haven't you? Yeah.
2: Christopher Plummer, ninja. She is 16 going on seventeen. <laughs> Ninja! <laughs> Who is that woman stood next to him? Because that's not the woman from the end. That's a different woman entirely. They've, He's had time to hang around the island and chat up some broad look.
1: I think it's the same one. She's just not got the shit air caught.
2: No, I think it's a different one.
1: Yeah. Maybe they couldn't afford her for the next day.
2: She wants a bit of Steve James action, though. She's like, you're wearing too much clothing.
3: I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, God, I bet he'd rip her in off. I bet he does. Uh, you guys, you better hurry
2: if you want to catch that plane, huh? In the sequel. Um, but no, actually, uh, just uh, on, a, on a side note, because I did watch it, and anyway, it is ninja-related. Um, uh, Pray for Death, the Arrow Blu-ray, well worth picking up. Well worth picking up. I was actually very surprised by it, and I liked the uh, deleted sequences being put back in. Because uh, it adds a lot of gore and violence. Excellent.
7: Who doesn't love, who
2: doesn't love a bit of gore and violence? And when I Mary
1: Whitehouse. Of,
2: oh fuck Mary Whitehouse. I her. did. Yeah, I did.
1: She, to, she, she liked a bit of gore and violence that mm. night. She hadn't done it in a while.
3: I almost forgot.
1: It's a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I wanted five dollars. No no I, I bet okay. it's one of those pens that you know when you lift the upside down.
2: It's a it's a ninja got, pen
1: knife.
2: Yeah. I thought you were the American ninja, not the Swiss Army ninja. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's we yeah, don't really have bucks. we don't have an <laughs> American. He's like, I wanted money. I want a fucking pen knife, you Jew bastard. <laughs> He's not. Nice. He's German. Yeah. No, Russian. Sorry, Russian. His dad's Russian. Well, he was always rushing about the place. <laughs>
4: um,
2: there could, could be Russian Jews, though. There were Jews in Russia. Why is it called The Confrontation? I have no idea. I mean, surely any movie with ninjas in it, they confront people. I mean, that's just the nature of being a ninja.
1: I'm going to make a film called The Hiding Ninja. The Hiding Ninja. It's a ninja. film about ninjas, and when people watch it, they're going to go, I don't see any ninjas. I go, yeah, because they're hiding. <laughs> they're ninjas.
2: <laughs> you're not me- well, that's the other hilarious thing about ninja movies, is you're not meant to see ninjas, and yet in ninja movies, they're always running about. Yeah, in
1: front of fucking beige rocks.
2: Look at that. Sir Cloudsley Smith, played by Dennis Folbiggy. <laughs> Um, they are some names right there, Sir Cloudsley Smith. I think if I ever have a uh, if I have a character in a movie, I am going to be called Sir Cloudsley Smith. Sir Cloudsley Smith. Hello, I am Sir Cloudsley Smith. I think we need to set up our own. I-, I need we need to start making movies. I think that's that's the conclusion I've come to. I think so. You and I need you need to come to America. We need to buy a, a-, a camcorder and just start making movies. I've decided. That's 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 what our future holds.
1: Yeah, should we make it R-rated?
4: <laughs> well,
2: yeah, because we're gonna have tits and gore in it. Tits and gore. Tits and gore. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a leading guy who's like Roger Moore's James Bond at his best, right? Uh, with the violence of early Peter Jackson movies and the boobs of Russ Mayer movies. Put them all Who together. You won't see that. You're on to a winner. And the only a other Michael mo-
1: winner.
2: A Michael winner. And the only other movie I'd really want to make, as I put on Facebook earlier today, is I would love and I think they'd probably do it if I could put together a budget. Um, I would love to do a Cynthia Rothrock and Pam Grier movie. Now oh, yes. at the age that they're at. Scissoring. Um <laughs> No. Uh, no, as action stars who also scissor. But, but only sometimes. Yeah, that's their move. Yeah. That's their their, their scissor kick. <laughs> Which means something else in porn uh, than it does. Apparently, that had a song in it called "Slipping Sands," written and performed by Michael Bishop and produced by Barry Rudolph.
1: Barry Rudolph, the uh, of the Rudolphs' fame. Yes,
2: of the of the Rhode Island Rudolphs.
1: Yeah, Rod Stewart. Look, who's <laughs> cameraman on this? I Can't believe it. Yeah, he what was. a
2: shocker! Who was in the background? Um... Oh, wake
1: up, Maggie! There's a ninja coming
3: up right after you. <laughs> Oh, wicked Maggie! I think I'm gonna karate champion you in the tits.
2: Would be amazing if Rod Stewart was the second unit cameraman on this. Does he ever stop singing? No.
1: Oh no 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 no! That's why I have to turn the boom mic off. So we can you can catch him singing.
2: You have to press his many moles to make him stop singing. <laughs>
1: You have to pass them all at the same time. That's why I can't get to stop singing. Yeah. He's got so many moles.
2: So many molly molly moles. Uh, so that was American Ninja 2. That was all of your questions answered. And that was our roundup of our latest um, um, action movies. And as I was talking to Doc recently, um, I want to try and get back on a routine where we do these kind of once every other
1: week. I think that's what the people want.
2: Once every two weeks, I think. If I can set aside some time... Uh, either on a Friday night or a Sunday afternoon like this, where once every other week we do it. Why not? Uh, right. I just I think with the website doing what it's doing with all the great contributors we now have over at AfterMovieDiner.com, I do suggest you check it out because we have loads of great new contributors. Um, I think we need to get Dr. Action back on there mm. as a presence. Um, so, uh, Diner Weekly, Dr. Action bi-monthly, And then, um, yeah, we'll have all your usual reviews and things. Uh, Check out my review of uh, Pray for Death and Sheba Baby that should go up tomorrow or Tuesday uh, of the Arrow Blu-rays. They'll be going up. Uh, And uh, there's loads of stuff on there at the moment that I would urge people to check out. And if you like Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid, and if you like the After Movie Diner website, and if you want us to continue, please go over to patreon.com forward slash diner. And support the show. You only have to uh, pay for every time a Diner podcast goes up, but which is about three times a month, sometimes only twice a month. So it's only two or three dollars a month, really. But for that, you also get the entire After Movie Diner website with all the contributors and the Doctor Action Show. So that's the. And hopefully,
1: I'm going to try and start putting up uh, videos.
2: Yeah, Doc's going to do some videos, which would be awesome. Uh, I would love to see some video reviews or just video stuff from you, Doc. That would be amazing. I'd love that.
1: I think think I'll do... I think I'll probably start doing the video reviews.
2: Yeah. You could do that. Um, Either of the Arrow Blu-rays I send you out or um, uh, some of your, like, the Doc's movie collection. Because I know you own a whole ton of movies. I've never seen them. So it'd be great to do, like, the Doc movie collection and just start at the top and work through kind of thing.
1: Yeah, uh, I can do that.
2: Um... Because I think people like the personal angle, so if you could have, like, oh, here are three or four of my favourite movies that I had as a kid, or three or four of my favourite movies that got me into action, or, you know what I mean, whatever it is, do some videos like that.
1: I can do that, and I've been watching a shitload of westerns, so I was going to consider to doing one, that.
2: Do a western one, that would be good. So we've got patreon.com forward slash dine if you want to sponsor and help Dr. Action the Kick-Ass Kid, or... Uh, You can go over to miscplumbingfixtures.bandcamp.com, pick up my latest album called Wake Up, It's Not Over, um, which is in two parts. The first part is with me and stand-up comedian Jay Mayo doing a fantastic series of songs, and uh, some originals, some cover versions, and then the second album is all just me, Doing original songs. So pick up both, pick up one, uh, or listen to them over on Spotify, and I get like 0.01 cent every time you listen to a song.
1: 0.0.0.01% of a penny.
2: But it all goes into a pot and it does help. And uh, the more people who do it, the better. So listen to my music on Spotify, buy my music on Bandcamp, Amazon, or iTunes, rate and review us wherever you find us. Rate and review the podcast wherever you find them, and donate over at Patreon. I think that's more than fair for all the content we're giving you. Yeah, Did you hear
1: that, people?
2: And if you really can't afford any of that, every time we post something in the group, send share it onto your sh- oh, Okay, <laughs> send us a send us a dick pic. <laughs> uh, no, every time we post something in the in the or a minge pic, if you're a lady. <laughs> We don't discriminate.
1: Um, we prefer dick pics, don't
2: <laughs> <probably>. we? <laughs> uh, but every time we post something in the group, how about sharing it on your personal timeline? Just share it. You don't have to do any more than that. Just share it. Write a little thing like "Check this out" or "Look at this great article by Grant Nock" or "Look at this Bollywood review by Kiva Ashby" or "Look at this great video by Teo Deval" or something. Whatever. Just like, just share it. Put a little sentence. Boom. Takes thirty seconds. It gets people coming to the site, and who knows, one of those people might come to the site and go, "I'm going to buy his album," and that might yeah. help. So, if you can't afford the album, just share our
1: shit. Share it. Share it all about. Share join all the group about. as well. Get involved in some uh, conversations. Join the group, rank
2: review, join, share our stuff. That's what we ask. Every tiny little bit helps, and we won't stop saying it until you do it. And even then, we won't stop doing it because hopefully, more people will do it. Yeah. So that's a Dr. Action and Kick-Ass Kid plea, um, because uh, this does take time, and uh, we would like to be able to continue with the stuff. I need to update my uh, computer, I need to get some stuff fixed, I need to get a new mic, there are various other things I need to do. Uh, We need to keep Doc in condoms and heroin. So, uh, give us your money. Not necessarily in that order, either. No. And uh, he does put the heroin in the condom before he puts it on. It's how oh, he, yeah. it's how he, takes, the, he take, takes the heroin in through the tip of his bell end.
3: Yeah, it's quite a rush. It is. <laughs> 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 he just does it by
2: himself as well. He's not hurting any ladies. He just oh, puts it know. on, dances around his room like Buffalo Bill out of Silence of the Lambs.
1: Yeah, just with an erect cock, a <laughs> condom on it, full of heroin.
2: Full of heroin. And uh, yeah, it's going to be tremendous.
1: Yeah, and if you uh, donate, uh, that's my will be my first YouTube video.
2: Yes, wow! Uh, my lady uh, Kim is uh, just posted a picture of what she's having done.
1: I've wow.
2: seen it. Wow! Seen it. Look at that right there. Oh, that was an hour ago. She posted that. So uh, yeah, that's going to be all over her arm. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's fantastic. And Philip O'Neill for people who it's care. pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, Oh, no, it's good. It's great. No, The one on her other arm is big as well. I like it. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. The other one on her, her, her other arm is, is pretty big. So that's good. Um, uh, no, it's great. I love it. Um, and Philip O'Neill, for anyone who's interested, has clearly been watching the worst of Bruce Willis' stuff uh, because he watched uh, Hudson Hawk, which I don't actually think is that bad. But you know, I love that film. Then he watched Bonfire of the Vanities. Now he's watching Color of Night. I don't know how he publicly admits that, but there we
1: go. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Much like the Willis cock.
2: <laughs> Definitely stunt Oscars, and um, I think I think as for like the the uh, you know there should be African American Oscars and gay Oscars and whatever else. Um, again, I think it comes down to. Making... Did you just say gay Oscars? <laughs> well, all the Oscars are gay, but I just mean like. You know, in terms of, like, minority art like, people want more diversity in movies, right?
1: Yes, they do, yeah.
2: I agree 100%, but they have to make the movies. You know what they I mean? They have to make the movies. I don't think you should just... But Creed was awesome. Like, Michael B. Jordan in Creed was awesome, should have been nominated for something. Maybe not an Oscar, but a Golden Globe or something.
1: But what, what about if there's a year where, where you know, where... And not because he's black, but he was awesome in the movie. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it should be for your acting, shouldn't it? Yeah. Or your writing or I your I guarantee directing.
2: he is better than Kate Blanchett was in that movie. I got hands down. And that's nothing against Cate Blanchett, it's fine. But hasn't she won, like, 50 Oscars already? Like, stop nominating Kate Blanchett. I do think that people... Like, people should win one Oscar and that's it. Like, if you continue to do good work, great, you've already won an Oscar... Like I don't like it when they keep nominating the same people. As Kate C- Blanchett's got to have won an Oscar before, right? Yes, she,
1: she, she won, won it like- for uh, Woody Allen for Blue, blue Jasmine, Blue Jasmine,
2: Kate Blanchett. It- right? Let's just L- have a
1: Blue look.
2: Jasmine. Uh, okay, she won Blue Jasmine. You're right. She was nominated for Elizabeth Golden Age, nominated for I'm Not There, won again for The Aviator. Did she win for Aviator? Yeah. And nominated for Elizabeth. So she'd been nominated four times and won twice. Enough already. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. You win one, you, boom, you're done, I think. B- because th- that way other people have the chance. Do you know what I mean? I just think you win one, you are done one, that's it. That's my I, opinion. I, I,
1: I well, not know if, if it's a really good performance, but to see them on every year, it's kind of like favouritism, isn't it? It is like favouritism. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio... It's been up so many times. He should just win. And i Eddie Redmayne... I don't know. If Eddie Redmayne wins this year and he promises to never act again, I'd probably consider giving it to him. He would have to promise that before he won. Yeah, I'd just go up to him and go, you know if you win this, yeah. will you retire and fuck off?
2: Didn't he win I mean, last year for the Spastic movie? He did, yeah. But it, you know, like, It's all it, done by a computer, surely. Isn't it easy to play a... a... A dribbly.
1: Yeah. Well, no, cause he, he, I've not seen it, but when it went before he became... Yeah, became but then Steve he slowly Orkin, becomes a dribbly.
2: The... Like, they gave it to him for playing a, a guy who slowly becomes oh, a dribbly. It's just
1: fucking such Oscar bait, though, isn't it? Oh, fucking hate oh, it. God, the Oscars. That's the only problem with the Oscars. That's why, if Mad Max wins, it'll make me go, well, maybe they're not so bad, the Oscars. And if Stallone wins, Mad Max wins Best Film and he picks up Best Director, I'd be like... What a great fucking year. What yeah. a fantastic year. I
2: mean, there, was, there wasn't a better movie last year than Mad Max. There just wasn't. Yeah. No, there wasn't. And, it, and I mean that, like, technically, the, the way it was written, the way it was acted. I mean, Charlize Theron not being nominated for that leading performance is fucking abysmal. Mm. She was hands down the best female performance I've seen in years.
1: Yeah, and it's everything... I mean, she was a good role model for women, in it?
2: Yeah, if they want to get all fucking fruity and oscar about it. Fruity. But yeah. do, you know,
1: do you know something? Terry Gilliam... And, so, and technically...
2: Terry Gilliam so, never had one won, arm.
1: Yeah, exactly. So there you go. There's a woman with a disability. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, she usually, didn't, that's usually fucking Oscar glory.
2: She didn't let her disability hold her back. No, she didn't.
1: Fuck Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Get, get Charlie to run for there for Mad Match Furiosa. <laughs> Twats. That's wrong, that is. That's, that's prejudice. Yeah. Against one armed female truck drivers. I'm not having it. That shit don't stand with me.
2: I agree, sir. Anyway, my lady just texted to say she's on her way home, so let's wrap this up.
1: Um,
2: But, uh, yeah, that was great, man. Thanks for doing that. That was awesome. That's cool. That's cool. My pleasure. I had a great time. We're going to watch the Oscars tonight, and I'll be live tweeting it, so uh, take a look at my tweets.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be asleep when they're on. Yeah. Do they even
2: screen them in the UK anymore?
1: I think they do it on Sky movies or whatever. Fuck that. But I'm not staying up. Fuck that! I'll just wake up in the morning and see that Kate Blanchett's won, Eddie Redmayne's (laughs) (laughs) won. Joys won Best Film, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake.
4: Uh,
2: uh, yeah, I hope Mad Max and Sylvester Stallone, that's all I'm interested in, really. And you know what,
1: technically, if George Miller just wins Best Director, I'll be happy, because that usually symbolises the best film for me.
2: Terry Gilliam, though, never won a Best Director Oscar. Criminal, that is.
1: Not. Criminal. Because it's the Oscars.
2: But he's, but he's categorically and technically one of the best directors. John Carpenter never won a... Well, technically for his first short that he did at university, but has never won an Oscar since. And John Carpenter, technically one of the greatest directors who has ever lived. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that was an awesome show. Love that show. I'll edit that down into something and put it up soon. And uh, thanks ever so much, my friend. Thank you. Goodbye.
4: Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye.